0: Hey there, everybody! Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you another movie review to kind of kick off summer. This one's been kind of running around in my brain. I'm like, I definitely want to cover it because I loved this movie growing up in the '90s. Of course, this isn't—I'll uh, just tell you what it is: 1993's *Dennis the Menace* with. Walter Matthau, Mason Gamble as Dennis. Wow, his IMDb page, he got a haircut. Okay. Uh, we got Joan Plowright as Martha Wilson. We got Christopher Lloyd playing Switchblade Sam, which I don't ever really think his name is even mentioned in the movie. Of course, we got another Back to the Future reference with Leah Thompson playing Alice Mitchell, Dennis's mother, and Robert Stanton playing Henry Mitchell. We have Amy Sackisitz playing Margaret Wade. This girl was also in the movie House Arrest with Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Kevin Kevin Pollock. That's what it is. And also Kyle Howard. So yeah, just kind of looking at her filmography. She was also in a really good movie I'd like to also review for the podcast called A Home of Our Own with Kathy Bates and Edward Furlong. We got Kellen Hathaway playing Joey. Dennis's best friend. I, d- oh my gosh, I did not know this. Natasha Leone played Polly, the babysitter. Of course, you guys are probably familiar with Natasha Leone from, well, I'm familiar with her from the American Pie movies. We got Devin, Retre, is it Retray. He plays Polly's boyfriend, Mickey. We also pretty much know him as Buzz McAllister, Kevin McAllister's older brother in the Home Alone movies. The first two, at least. Oh my gosh, another um, Home Alone reference. We got Billy Bird and Bill Irwin. Remember they played the couple that um, Catherine O'Hara was trying to get like their tickets? Like, if they could like let her go in their place so she could get home. Ben Stein. Okay, is the boss in, in this? Okay, I'm guessing... He's got. Why is there another babysitter? Oh my gosh! Is this another Home Alone thing? <gasps> Home Alone and Back to the Future. Wow. Because this girl played. I thought she looked familiar. She played Sandra, so I guess she's also another babysitter. God. Broken arm babysitter. How many babysitters? Oh. Elderly babysitter. <gasps> the dog who played Ruff, I'm guessing, is a female because it says the dog's name is Betty. Um, was also in the movie Top Dog, which came out two years later. And I guess that's the only other thing the dog has done. Because we know the dog is rough. Um, Prior to Dennis the Menace in 93, I do remember the cartoon on Saturday mornings that ran from 86 to 88, although I pretty much remember it being in reruns probably in like 89, 1990, along with Heathcliff. And, and, and other, you know, Garfield and friends and stuff like that. But I just, I love this movie. And I I got it for Christmas, I think, in December of 1993. And <laughs> it's kind of funny because even now I've seen it so much. Even as an adult, I watched it a, a couple times. And I still have lines, like, playing in my head every once in a while. So, this movie was directed by Nick Castle, or Castle, who I'm trying to see. Uh, the Boy Who Could Fly, The Last Starfighter, Escape from New York. Um, Twas the n- Night? I, I guess that's a Disney Channel movie from like 2001. Mr. Wrong, Mr. Uh, Major Pain. Um, what the heck? An episode of Amazing Stories? Okay, good for him. Good, good, good for him. That's great. Writers, Hal Ketchum, of course. The characters are based on the Dennis the Menace comic strip. We got written by John Hughes, of course. Again, Home Alone little crossover there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just thought, can you imagine Kevin McAllister and Dennis the Menace teaming up to take on Switchblade Sam and Harry and Marv? That is a crossover I would pay a hundred percent to see in a theater. Because if you think about it, Dennis the Menace came out three years after Home Alone, because Home Alone came out in 1990. And then Home Alone 2 came out in, like, 1991. So we were fresh off Calvin McAllister and his pranks. Alright, I'm going to get into some trivia here. Oh, this is sad and cute. According to Christopher Lloyd, after filming the scene where his character spears Gunther's apple with a knife and eats it, Hank Johnston, the young actor playing the role, was so frightened of Lloyd that he wouldn't approach him afterwards on the set. It looks like 20,000 children auditioned for the part of Dennis Mitchell. Ten were selected to test for the role with Walter Matthau. Leslie Nielsen was offered the role Mr. Wilson. He had to turn it down because he was committed to surf ninjas? So is that like a cross between three ninjas and... I can't even think of a surf movie that was popular in the night. There are so many sports movies. You had your Sandlot, you had your Mighty Ducks, your Big Green, your Little Giants, Rookie of the Year. That would be, would that be interesting maybe to see like um, a surf team or something, a ragtag surf team? I don't know, maybe that's a bit far-fetched, but... Oh, it also says Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd co starred in the Back to the Future tr- film trilogy. I don't think they ever exchanged a word of dialogue as far as Lorraine um, Bates' character. I've heard her name is Baines, but when I see the movie, I hear Bates. This could have been cute. Beatrice Arthur, as we know, Dorothy's born act from Golden Girls. Playing Mrs. Wilson. Oh! Betty White ended up playing Mrs. Wilson in The Dennis the Menace Strikes Again with, I think it's that kid Justin Long from the Liar Liar movie with Jim Carrey. During his audition, Mason Gamble pulled a live worm out of his pocket. This inspired the casting directors to cast him. Aww. Jerry Goldsmith was John Hughes' only choice to score this movie. And it says the movie was mainly filmed in Hinsdale, Illinois. The nursery rhyme to which Dennis falls asleep is Winkin', Blinkin', and Nod by Eugene Field. I've never heard of it other than this movie. Final theatrical movie of Arnold Stang, who played the photographer. Natasha Leone received her first screen kiss from co-star Devin Rattray. Retray? How do you say that? I don't know. Who, of course, we know is Buzz McAllister. When Mr. Wilson is looking at his, at his Chiclet teeth newspaper photograph, the article next to it is titled, "Deadheading Your Climbing Roses. But the article is about the author's daughter being a Grateful Dead fan. Really, who's ever into cars? Because there is a lot of... Alice drives a 92 Ford Taurus wagon. Mr. Wilson drives a 90 Mercury Grand Marquis. And of course we got Dennis's father driving a 91 Chevrolet Cavalier RS. Well wow. I mean I could have went my whole life not knowing that information and it really doesn't change the fact that now that I do know it. So cool. Someone's into cars who wanted to put this on IMDb in the trivia. Felt it was trivia worthy. Jerry Goldsmith reused musical cues from Total Recall for Switchblade Sam's theme. Oh, well, I've never seen Total. Isn't that the movie with Arnold in it? Arnold Schwarzenegger? What do you think, Quinn? Have you seen Total Recall? Nope. Her answer is basically just ignoring me. She's not even looking in this direction. Hey! Alright, here is a couple taglines. He's armed, he's adorable, and he's out of school for the entire summer. And the second one, America's classic kid in a classic comedy. Oh, gosh. Um, what one do I like better? I don't like the idea that they're saying he's armed. That just sounds, uh, yeah, Violent. <laughs> Even though he's armed with a slingshot. But still, that can still hurt a person. I like America's Classic Kid in a Classic Comedy. Sounds better. Less threatening (laughs) sounding like a five-year-old is armed. Probably till after the movie and I'll cover the goofs. In case anyone's not seen this movie and doesn't want to be spoiled by certain things that happen. so. So this movie was released June 25th, 1993. And it opened with 9,331,139. Grossed 51,000, or 51,000, excuse me. So it went from 9 million to grossing 51,000 to worldwide grossing 117 million because the movie is that damn good. All right, I'm going to read one 10 out of 10 review from 2012 in April. 10 out of 10. Titling it, Hey Mr. Wilson! With an exclamation point. Warning, spoilers. Okay. I don't really think there's that many spoilers. Uh, Let's face it. Kids movies nowadays are pretty stupid. When you look back on kid movies from the 90s, they are classics compared to today. One of them is Dennis the Menace. (laughs) The film is about Dennis Mitchell played by Mason Gamble who causes trouble for his neighbor Mr. Wilson played by Walter Matthau who is not very happy with its antics. Meanwhile, a man named Switchblade Sam played by Christopher Lloyd who likes to stare at children. What? <laughs> you make this man sound all- <laughs> you make him sound like a pedophile. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, this is a very gentle film. The child actors are cute, Walter Matthau's performance is very good, and the film is often very funny. However, Christopher Lloyd's performance is not the best, and am I the only one that thinks Lloyd's character is creepy spying on children? Still, I recommend it. <laughs> so I want to see if I can find... I always like to find a 10 out of 10 and a 1 out of 10, just to see if someone like really razzes on this movie, which, shame on them for doing so... What am I saying? Everyone has their own opinion. We gotta honor that they have their own opinion. Okay, here, I found a 2 out of 10. Dennis the Menace is annoying. From 2011 in June. In 1959, a character named Dennis the Menace was made into a comic strip cartoon. Now it is adapted by film. Dennis the Menace stars Mason Gamble as a troubled kid who keeps bothering his next door neighbor, Mr. Wilson, played by Walter Matthau. The movie center around the neighborhood where Dennis engages in mean-spirited pranks that even injured Mr. Wilson. Leah Thompson plays Dennis's mother. She said that Dennis is out of school and on summer vacation. But why in the world would a brat like Dennis would even be out of school when he was mean to Mr. What in the hell are you talking about? Who is this person? Your review is making zero sense. He's out of school because it's summer and kids don't go to school in the summer. Simple as that. And they weren't pranks. They're heart. I'm going to bat for Dennis. I am going to bat for this kid because he's five and he doesn't know what he's doing. Some of the time. He's just having fun. Don't tell me you've never had fun as a kid and gotten in trouble because you did something stupid. (laughs) I don't know, but the background is not quite right. Another character is Switchblade Sam, played by Christopher Lloyd. Now, his character is menacing as Dennis. Why? Well, to put it one way, Switchblade Sam is probably an escaped convict or a killer. His character is not right for this movie, especially in a kid's movie. As for Mason Gamble, he is an annoying little kid who I think has no respect for Matho's character. And one scene, Wilson plans to have a party over his house and the flower he was growing was blooming when the moon was out. Suddenly, Dennis pops out of the house to say that Mr. Wilson's house is robbed by Switchblade Sam. It seems that somebody must have picked Mason Campbell by mistake. This movie deserves a two-star rating. Um, This person is, this is my humble opinion because, like I say, everyone's deserving of their own opinion and this is my opinion of this review. This person has a screw-loose... Um, I don't know what movie they were watching, but, come on now. He's five years old. If someone were robbing your neighbor's house, don't even, and and your neighbor was finding a special event and didn't know someone was inside their house casing it, don't you think they'd want to know? He had no idea that this flower was gonna bloom for five seconds, and if you turn away, and then all of a sudden it just falls dead. He didn't know that! He was helping out his neighbor! Mr. Wilson, someone's robbing your house. And let me tell you, Switchblade Sam is pretty ballsy because you got a bunch of people at this person's house, in the backyard, cars everywhere, and you're casing this person's house. Granted, he gets outside unseen, but still. If someone were robbing my house, I think I'd want someone to have the generous courtesy to inform me of that. If I weren't there, like Dennis planned all those things. Oh, I'm gonna get back at Mister Wilson. He's five. He's not like twelve. And like, I'm really gonna make this guy's life a living hell. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into Dennis the Menace. I'm so excited. I haven't seen this movie in, I'd say probably about five years or more. It's been a little bit. So, here we go. Oh, well, to start up for the movie, let's look at the title screen, the title card. We got Dennis, the and menace, both in kind of reddish, orange, yellowish font, and the in lowercase in kind of a greenish, yellowish font. And right away, the soundtrack hits you, and you just know that this is going to be a fun time of a movie. Like, you are going on an adventure with Dennis, and you are just going to be riding right along with him while he's, you know, as people say, terrorizing Mr. Wilson. He's really not. He's just a five-year-old kid who just loves his neighbor. But I just, I, I do, I love the score of this movie. It's just, it's so good. So the... So the movie opens up in the woods. We do see this abandoned um, kind of a clubhouse. Like some kids that probably built this have grown up, moved away, and had kids of their own. Oh, there's a deer hanging out by it. Oh, it's eating the tree. That's adorable. So we see the train go by. We see, is this like a creek or is this some form of a river? I can't tell. This looks like this is, like, the country area, like, the woods and everything, and then you see, like, suburbia, right, all these houses just right on the other side of it. You get a shot of downtown. It looks like a nice, normal, small-town atmosphere. All right, now we got, uh, Mr. Wilson. It's morning time, coming out of his house. You know, he's in his bathrobe and his pajamas. Most likely getting the paper. And basically, he and Martha both are just retirees enjoying their time. They put in the time at their jobs. We'll hear later as Mr. Wilson is talking to Dennis's father about how many years he worked at the post office. And of course, he's gonna like, oh, my, shaking his head like, dang, paperboy can't even get it on my porch. The farthest he gets it is these bushes in front of my house. Of course, we hear the little jingle jangle bell on. Dennis's bicycle he's got training wheels, of course he hasn't moved up to having um you know the training wheels off yet, and of course he's got a wagon that's got so much stuff, and I think he's got a teddy bear and some mason jars filled with probably um uh, grasshoppers or <laughs> something else crickets, even the squirrel is running up the the tree in fear of this five year old kid like ah! the birds are taking flight! You'd think that this were a mass murderer who's just been released out of prison and he's going on a rampage. This is the way that the animals react and even, you know, Mr. Wilson is like, crap, I gotta get inside! Oh, Dennis even has the, um, the playing cards and the wheels that give that little room room sound. He's got them, of course, held on by these clothespins. Oh, he's even got, like, straws also in uh, the spokes as well. We see the legendary slingshot in Dennis's back pocket. That reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons called The Summer of Four Foot Two, where. <laughs> Bart's trying to impress these older kids that are hanging out with Lisa, and one kid's like, oh, what's with the slingshot in his back pocket? Who does he think he is? Dennis the Menace. (laughs) Even Bart's like, yeah, I'm the Sentry's Dennis the Menace. No, you're like a hundred times. You are nothing like Dennis the Menace. Because Dennis is five and Bart is ten. a good chunk of time for reasoning and logic to eventually seep into your developing brain. Even these two cats are freaked out. They're like, ah, he's gonna run it down with his bike. <laughs> so, Mr. Wilson hightails it upstairs. He's going through his medicine cabinet. He's got a lot of medication for someone who's, he's gotta be what, maybe I'd say 60. He's gotta be at least 60, but then again, Back in the day, when we kids, us 90s kids were growing up, 50 looked like 70. And it just looked like people just looked older than what they were, because they've lived, you know, a hard life. Where nowadays, you look at someone who's 50, they look like they're my age, like they're in their mid to late 30s, because either people take much better care of themselves, or... I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly think that people, in a way, are taking better care of themselves as they look younger. see what Dennis has got in this old uh, radio flyer. He's got a broken, either it's a tennis racket or a racquetball racket. He's got a teddy bear. He's got some uh, rubber made plastic container. He's got a He's got a lot of stuff, just a lot of doodad, you know, five-year-olds pick up just, oh, I need this to store my marbles, or I need this for to store the sticks that I find on the ground, or the rocks that I find that look interesting. Oh, he's also got a coin bank, a rusted out slinky that looks like it's seen better days, some wiring, that looks dangerous. Okay, I was right on the grasshoppers in the mason yard. They're all, like, pleading. Like, let me out! Let me out! I can't breathe! <laughs> Poor little guy. They're gonna be dead. There's a snake in a Rubbermaid container. I think it's just one snake, but even that one's like, I can't breathe because it's an airtight container. There are no holes. There's no holes at the top of that mason jar container and there's no holes in that rubbermaid container. Those poor animals, not to mention it's summer and it's probably what, 9 a.m. in the morning. So it's probably like 50, 60 degrees. Those things are baking in their containers. They will be dead by the end of this movie. So now we keep coming back from Dennis and Mr. Wilson's in his room. He's got all these medications, cough syrup, aspirin. He's going to set it in his nightstand to make it look like he's sick. Yeah, because you want that. Where, I mean, and he figured, yeah, Dennis isn't going to knock. He's just going to walk right in. Because I guess that's what kids did back in the 90s. Like, oh, it's okay. I know my neighbor. I can just walk into their house without knocking and it's totally fine. Hey, Ruff is with... Oh, he's even got tin cans that are um, dangling on the back of his bike. Did I mention that Dennis lives right next door to Mr. Wilson? He's not down the street. He's not across the street. He's, like, right spank dab next door. Okay, wow, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... types of pills. We see, like, some cough syrup. We see a big bottle of aspirin. He thinks a five-year-old's going to, like, oh, wow, he's got a lot of medication here. He must have a lot of problems. Or, oh, he's just really sick. The better he's thinking that Dennis is just going to go up there and, like, oh, candy, I'm going to start popping these pills in my mouth. Well, he's five, so hopefully... I think, would like to hope that a five-year-old in the 90s would know, like, oh, no, I don't, these medications aren't for me. Five-year-old nowadays, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was even around a five-year-old. Then again, we did have kids, like, chomping down on Tide Pods and taking videos to post on YouTube, so, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hope that maybe kids back in the 90s were a little bit smarter than the kids of today.
1: Hey, Mr. Wilson!
0: So, we see Dennis is in Mr. Wilson's house. Clearly, Mr. Wilson did not lock the door. We don't even meet mrs wilson yet but we do see dennis just walking up the stairs like well mr wilson wasn't in the kitchen in the living room so i'm sure he's probably upstairs Mm -hmm. dennis of course walks goes right into mr wilson's bedroom this is just how this kid operates And Mr. Wilson's, like, in bed, but then again, he's not actually sleeping. He's going to pretend he's asleep and hope that this kid will just leave him alone and go home. Hearing Mr. Wilson snoring, Dennis isn't like, well, gee, I guess he's asleep. I'll just come back when he's awake. No, he's like, well, I'm going to go over to him (laughs) and see if he's really asleep. I love how Dennis is just, like, tiptoeing, trying to be as quiet as possible because he doesn't want to wake him up. (laughs) He does see the medication and the cough syrup and the aspirin. He's like, wow, all that medication. Mr. Wilson must be so sick. No wonder he ain't up.
1: Mr. Wilson. (laughs) Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one sleeps with their hand behind their head. I'm sorry. (laughs) Poor old Mr. Wilson must be so
1: sick. No wonder he ain't up. (laughs) Yeah, that's it.
0: (laughs) Oh, he's making sure he's alive?
1: Wow. His heart sounds like our washing machine.
2: Oh, no.
0: He's growing extra skin. <laughs> <laughs> he's growing extra skin. No, he's just overly wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, now you have, fla- have flashlight in his face. Oh. <laughs> Stick it up his nose. <laughs> and shine it in his face. Stick out of his mouth. His <laughs> <Your laughs> tongue's very ugly.
1: And blue and spotty. Yeah. He's a, he's a little man. Cool. <laughs> he's
0: made a spot for the camera. He feels
1: warm. Yeah. He is a temperature. <laughs> I know what you need. Need an aspirin. bear. <laughs>
0: I wiped it up on his overalls. That's gross. Keep wearing to Put this in <laughs> It's to really okay, get it in his mouth. <sighs> <laughs> Whoa! I didn't almost took out your fingers, bud. Here comes the slingshot. Kevin was eight. Dennis is five here. Can you imagine? I'm just thinking of Old Man Marley. Swap um, Mr. Wilson and Old Man Marley out. And (laughs) would Dennis still be intrigued? But then again, we'll get to... Old Man Marley is nothing like Switchblade Sam. And he's nothing like Mr. Wilson. But... Anyway, he just decide- <laughs> he takes the Bayer aspirin. Of course, you know, it's a childproof lid and it's got the cotton kind of like to hopefully prevent kids from ingesting all these pills. It's like one of those like 300 count bottles. So, of course, Dennis pops the top off. He can't get them out because of the cotton swab inside the bottle. So, like, here, let me just like start turn it over, and start shaking it from the bottom. And, of course, they go all over the floor. He's like, okay, here we go. Let me pick one up off the floor. Granted, it's on a rug. And he blows on it, licks it, wipes it off on his overalls. Like, well, good enough. This is clean enough. Yeah, now it's got your germs on it. So he's like, (laughs) he tries to push it into Mr. Wilson's mouth. And Mr. Wilson is like, tight lip. like, you are not putting that in my mouth. And then Dennis tries again when ugh, Mr. Wilson is mid-snore. And of course he almost takes the kid's fingers off with his what we learn later are like fake teeth. So Dennis is like, okay, um now for plan C here. He gets up on top of Mr. Wilson, is straddling him, pulls out his slingshot, and we do get this Mouth-open view of Dennis slinging the aspirin into Mr. Wilson's mouth while his mouth is open. He's only got like a 1% chance of it going in. Of course, goes right in, probably hits the back of Mr. Wilson's throat, and he starts, he wakes up, he was awake the whole time, and he starts choking. Luckily, it's just an aspirin and not one of those giant horse pills that people got choked on. Because this could have been a serious situation. He is an old man. (sighs) Luckily, Mr. Wilson spits the pill out as we see Dennis running from the house and through the hedge to his own yard. As Mr. Wilson's like, Dennis, don't you ever come back? Do you hear me? Never! And now we cut to... Alice and, what's Dennis's dad's name? Henry? I can't remember. I think it's Henry, isn't it? Henry Mitchell? I think it's Henry Mitchell. And Alice's job is she manages a shopping mall or something to that effect. And she's feeling guilty about going back to work. She's probably stayed with Dennis this whole time. And he's, like, managing shopping malls. So, is she managing a chain of them or just one? I don't know. So, he's like, it can't be any different than managing a five-year-old. Have you met your (laughs) five-year-old? Yeah. Is Mr. Mitchell donning his own socks? Because he's got, like, a sewing kit. Well, and, of course, his wife is. Leah Thompson, I'm telling you, looks great as a blonde. I've... What, what are you doing? Did you catch that fly? That dang fly is still hanging around. And Quinn is on the warpath. She is like a huntress ready to strike. So Dennis sneaks in through the dog door along with his dog, Ruff. And his father's like, Where have you been, Dennis? Dennis? As Dennis sets himself he crawls underneath the kitchen table and sits in a seat. And I just remember the product placement for Honey Bunches of Oats, the uh, roasted, um, because I ate that cereal. And I remember, I don't think they have it on the box anymore, but there's always, like, on the box is, like, a parade of, like, Like, a parade with, like, kids and stuff like that. And the box just, of course, looks vastly different now in 2020 versus 1993. I don't even think, I don't even think it's roasted. I think it's just honey bunches of oats. Dennis, well, he's honest. He's like, I was at Mr. Wilson's house. Dennis is like, boy, is he sick. He's got a fever and he's burning up. I love, this is the coolest thing. As he's putting milk into a cereal bowl, it's like a cow that leaks from its nose, mouth, and neck. Just milk. That is the coolest thing. I, I remember watching this like, that is a cool thing. So much better than a pitcher of milk. You get to put the milk in the cow and the milk comes out of the cow's face. Instead of its others it comes right out of its face. Its nose, its mouth, its neck. Oh, Alice, of course, who's also, she's drinking coffee. It's like, oh, wow, I better call Martha. So is Mrs. Wilson not home at the moment? Did she leave? I mean, because if she's already there, I mean, he's not really sick. This is just what Dennis gathered from all that medication and cough medicine. Just assume, like, oh, wow, huh? he slept in, it's 9 o'clock, he should be up. Uh, maybe he is sick. <laughs> so, Alice goes over to call Martha, but instead she gets a hell of an earful for Mr. Wilson. Oh boy does she And of course mister Wilson is one of those senior citizens that loves to go on and on and on about what's wrong with the kids in the Youth of America of nineteen ninety three. When I was a child we didn't stand for this like, Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye She's trying to hang up the phone. And Dennis's father is all like, you know, you really shouldn't bother people so early in the morning. And I kind of thought Dennis's response—I always kind of thought, like, well, it makes sense. He's like, well, that's the only time I know for sure they're gonna be home. I mean, it makes sense.
2: You know, starting part time give you a chance to ease back into it. I mean, managing shopping malls can't be much more difficult than managing Dennis. Where have you been? Yeah, I Dennis? Dennis? I
1: was at Mr. Wilson's house, and boy, is he sick. He's got a fever, and he's burning up. Oh, I better call Martha.
2: You, uh, you didn't bother him, did you?
1: Nope, but I gave him an aspirin, and he don't like him any better than me. Why would you give him an aspirin? You know, you you
2: shouldn't visit people so early in the morning.
1: (laughs) That's the only time I know for sure they'll be home. Hello, George. Alice Mitchell. Are you feeling all right? No, Dennis no, said that you I'm were really right. hell no. Oh, son,
0: just
1: shot on oh. I'm very a sorry. You better talk
0: I'm... To him. I'm. Yes, You're we'll talk to home. him. Uh huh. When I was a child. Yeah. Um, bye, bye. 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 I'm going to kill you.
1: Hi. Did you shoot an aspirin into Mr. Wilson's mouth? Oh. I didn't want him to bite off my fingers with his big fake teeth. Those things are sharp. You shouldn't have been giving him an aspirin anyway. George said Dennis shot an aspirin in his mouth with a slingshot. What slingshot?
0: Do you have a slingshot? I'm not sure. Give it to me. They don't know if their kid's got a slingshot. It's right in his back pocket.
1: Mr. Wilson is very angry with you. I thought he was sick. I was only trying to help.
2: You go sit in the corner and think about what you've done. For how long? Until you're sorry.
1: Oh, good. I'm sorry now. He can't sit in the corner. I have to take him to Margaret Wade's house. Ah! Margaret's house? i think bad enough to deserve to go to her house. She's a lunatic. I'll go crazy. She tortures me. She's mean. She's ugly. She doesn't share. Honey, I-, I made an arrangement with Mrs. Wade for you to go to their house while I work. Are you serious? You can't spend the summer unsupervised. You're out of school. I'll go back!
2: Your mother made arrangements. That's it. I don't want any arguments.
1: My life is falling
0: apart. So, of course, his dad says, You didn't bother him, did you? And, of course, Dennison's like, Nope. But I gave him an, an aspirin. He doesn't like him any better than me. So, of course, Alice gets on the phone, like I said, and this is where Dennis's father says, you know, you really shouldn't bother people so early in the morning. And Dennis is like, that's the only time I know for sure they'll be home. And, of course, Alice is like, hi, George, this is Alice Mitchell. Are you feeling all right? And you distinctly hear him say, hell no, I'm not feeling all right. Your son just shot an aspirin down my throat with a slingshot. And she's like... Okay, um, I'm sorry about that. Well, well, yes, we will definitely talk to him. Uh huh. And he's like, When I was a child, none of this would be tolerated. And she's like, Bye, bye. Hangs up the phone. And it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's sad. It's just like, You gotta be kidding me. This is too early. I gotta get to work. Now I gotta deal with Mr. Wilson and his attitude. Ugh. <laughs> So she goes over, Alice does, her arms are crossed, and she is pissed. She's like, "Uh, apparently George told me that Dennis shot an aspirin down his throat with a slingshot. And his dad's like, what slingshot? And his mother's like, do you have a slingshot? And Dennis is like, I'm not sure. And his dad's like, hand it over, give it to me now. It's in his back pocket. It couldn't be. It's it's big. You, you can't miss the thing. Apparently, they didn't see what he was wearing when he went out the doggy door. It's like, you don't know your kid's got a slingshot. So his father wants him to go sit into the corner and sit in the corner. And Dennis is like, "Oh, for how long?" And it says, until you're sorry. And Dennis is like, good, I'm sorry now. So, of course, Alice just like, well, he can't sit in the corner. I have to take him to Margaret Wade's house. And, of course, Dennis is like, ah! <clears throat> uh, he, he hates Margaret. We, we all hate Margaret. We all hate her. He's <laughs> like, Margaret's house? I didn't do anything bad enough to deserve to go to her house? And he's like, she's mean, she's ugly, she doesn't share. The mean part, right? So, Alice sits down with him and just says, Hey, look, I gotta go back to work. You're out of school for the summer. You cannot spend the summer unsupervised. Really, what about that, uh, incident across, uh, right in, uh, across the hedge in Mr. Wilson's house? That wasn't unsupervised? Yeah. You didn't even know that your kid had a slingshot. What else do you know that he's doing? What else do you not know that he's doing? Yeah, she made arrangements. Like, you're out of school. And Dennis is like, I'll go back. And his father's like, Hey, look, no. Your mother made arrangements. You're going there, whether you like it or not. And of course, Dennis is like, puts his head on the table, like, My life is falling apart. <clears throat> <laughs> I love how she goes over to Dennis and says, (laughs) Mr. Wilson is very angry with you. And of course, Dennis is just, he's five. He's like, I'm only trying to help. I thought he was sick. I mean, he's got a good motive. Just uh, the end result was, uh, I don't, I mean, when I was a kid, unless it was my grandparents' house, I didn't just walk into someone's house uninvited a lot of. I was a shy child growing up, but. You call first. Even if I wanted to go over to my aunt and uncle's house, I would call over there to see if it was okay, like if they're gonna be home. I didn't just show up, well, because who's gonna drive me? Who's gonna come and get me? A lot of the time during the summertime, between the ages of 10 and 15, if I wanted to go somewhere during the summer. It was going to be either to my grandma's house or to my aunt's house. My aunt, my grandma, I could walk to my grandma's house. She lived like a less than a mile away. I could walk across a field and get there. Of course, with Debbie, she lives about maybe three to five miles away. So that wasn't going to happen. I was not going to cross a busy Lincoln Lake Road and get hit by a car. All right, let's go to uh, Mr. Mitchell, Dennis's father. Having a talk with uh, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson's like, I don't want your kid hanging around me. Uh, this is ridiculous. You need to get a handle on that kid. So I can definitely tell you to start out that Mr. Wilson, this is 1993, right? So let's go 1993 here go back. So, 1993. How old we say Mr. Wilson? It's probably. Mm, I put him at maybe let's shoot for 55. We'll we'll say 55. So minus 55. So he would have been born in 1938. And of course, the way that you disciplined kids back in 1990 or 1938 was probably they messed up, you spanked them. And of course, every even in the 90s parents were still if you believed in that, were still spanking their kids. I was getting, I mean, by 19, I was still getting spanked. Maybe not by the time I was, when this movie came out, because I was 11. But I was still, if I messed up, I got, I got spanked. I got spanked with a belt. So, and and my dad is just, he's one of those that grew up in that generation. That that's how you disciplined your kids. (laughs) I want to play this clip because... You just see the difference in how Mr. Mitchell parents Dennis and how Mr. Wilson is like, whatever you're doing, it's not good enough because you can't just break into someone's house and shoot an aspirin down their throat. When well, my old man had something to say, he said it with his belt. And Mr. W- Dennis' dad's like, well, Mr. Wilson, I appreciate your advice, but that is not how I handle, that's not how I'm raising my son. We don't result to physical violence And physical punishment Well, oh, left his bike there And Mr. Walton left. Hello, George uh,
2: Let me uh, Take that off your hands Sorry I'm uh, I'm uh, sorry about this morning Dennis, like, oh, uh, I, uh, I'm not going to mince words, Mitchell <laughs> Your kid is driving me nuts. I'll talk to him again. Maybe it isn't talk that he needs. You see, when my old man had something important to tell me, he told me with his belt. That's not how he deal with my son, Mr. Wilson. However you're dealing with him, he hasn't learned it's not good manners to break in on a fella and shoot an aspirin down his throat. Oh, Mr. Wilson, he's five. When I was five, I had some respect. Well, you're probably a pretty exceptional boy. In 1925, I was not the exception. I was the rule. I'll make sure Dennis doesn't come by anymore. Now, careful how you say it. I don't want everybody in the neighborhood to think that I'm a child hater or an ogre. No. I'm a reasonable man who expects reasonable treatment from his neighbors and their children. Uh Uh-huh. I was with the post office for 43 and a half years. (laughs) I'm I'm running a little late. If you'd like, I'll come by after work and we can continue the conversation. There's nothing to continue. I've said my piece. We'll leave it at that. The boy cannot come over here unless he behaves himself. He won't be over at all. Now, don't make me out to be a grump. I didn't say never. I said... I oh, really have to go. Well, <laughs> now, don't... Have a good day. <laughs> He's agree. out of school now. He can't spend all his free time here. I'm not the bad guy in this, Mitchell.
0: I'm the victim. Okay, that's enough. So, so yeah, Mr. Wilson George is bringing over... Dennis's bike and radio flyer wagon apparently left it in Mr. Wilson's driveway. And apparently, because when he hands it off to. I'm gonna just say, his name is Henry, isn't it? Henry Mitchell. When he hands it off to Dennis's father, you just see Mr. Wilson just kind of rubbing his face, like, what in the what? Because he was touching the handlebars. And even after. Dennis's dad gets through pulling Dennis's bike and wagon into the, his own driveway. He's like, "What in the hell?" My guess is clearly Dennis probably sneezed, wiped his nose with his hand, wiped the residue on the handlebars because, as a kid, that's just that's what you do. You don't have a Kleenex. You could use your arm, but then again, he's wearing a ba- he's not wearing a shirt under his overalls, so just wipe it with a hand, wipe it on the uh, handlebar, it'll be fine. <laughs> and Mister Wilson cuts to the chase, like, "Hey, look, I'm not gonna mince words. Your kid is driving me nuts." And. Dennis's dad is like, alright, we'll have another talk with him. And this is where Mr. Wilson jumps in. Well, You know, maybe it's not talks that he needs. See, when my old man had something important to say, he said it with his belt. And George is so proud of that fact. Like, yeah, maybe you'd really need to hit your kid with the belt. No! Oh my god, it's a five-year-old child! You say maybe, would you categorize Dennis as maybe rambunctious um would you even say oh he's a little maybe ADHD ADD I I don't know nowadays they just categorize kids with so much oh they have this going on and they're this and this is wrong and just medicate the kid with give them some in the 90's weren't parents giving their kids Ritalin like for those that dealt with like ADHD or ADD to kind of settle them down and stuff special ed for me in a way you get your troublemaker kids as classmates you get those kids that have ADD or ADHD that have difficulty staying on task or focusing in class those are the classmates I get and that yeah so I, I don't know Uh, maybe he's not ADD or ADHD. Maybe he's just, he's a rambunctious five-year-old kid who gets into mischief. So maybe even calling Dennis a menace might be a little harsh. Yeah, that's not how we handle my son mr wilson and of course mr wilson's like well apparently you're not handling him at all because he hasn't learned you don't shoot an aspirin no he says you don't break into a person's house and shoot an aspirin down their throat of course dennis's father's answer to this is well mr wilson he's five and mr wilson's like you know when i was five i had some respect I apologize for the traffic outside. It's nice out and everyone's just out and about on their motorcycles and yeah. And of course Dennis's father is like, "Yeah, well, I'm sure you were an, an exceptional young boy." And Mr. Wilson says, "Yeah, well, 1925 I was not the exception, I was the rule." And for <laughs> Dennis's dad, is just trying to get to work. Now he's going to have this conversation with Mr. Wilson, who's like, he's like, hey, look, I'll just make sure Dennis doesn't come by anymore. And Mr. Wilson, of course, he's got an image to protect in the neighborhood. Like, well, careful how you say it. I don't want parents and children thinking that I'm a child hater or an ogre. And he says, I'm a reasonable man who expects reasonable treatment from his neighbors and their children. Because across the street, we do see a little girl, like, pulling her older brother along. Now he's... <laughs> for him sake, say, now he's on to a story just like, you know, old people going from one topic to another. Like, oh, I was with the post office for more than 43 years and never once. And finally, Dennis is like, I, I really gotta go. I'm gonna be late for my job. If you'd like, we can continue this conversation at another time. So, Mr. Wilson's like, hey, there's nothing to continue here. Uh, just... Let Dennis know if he wants to come over here. He's gonna to have to behave himself. And <laughs> Dennis's father is like, "Hey, Mister Wilson, my son will not. He he's not gonna be over at all. Don't worry about it." And Mister Wilson's like, "I didn't say never." I and he's like, "I'm not the bad guy in this Mitchell. I'm the victim." Like, like, bye. <laughs> My goodness gracious. This is why I don't interact with my neighbors for this purpose alone. So, of course, we meet Mrs. Wilson, who's like, George, who are you shouting at? And George is like, Mitchell. And I wasn't shouting, I was making my point. It's not right for that youngster of his to just come and go as he pleases. And, of course, Martha's like, oh, George, he's only a boy. Like, yeah, right. So... In George's retirement, he's taken up gardening and there's a special, it's a home and garden ceremony and he's got this type of a flower that blooms every 25 years. The fact that George was even shouting like, oh, he's out of school now, he can't spend all his free time here. Who said he was going to? Lock your door next time and he won't come in. I mean, nowadays you don't li- We don't live in a world where a six-year-old's just gonna wander over to his neighbor's house and just knock on the door and, or, or or go in, go inside. It's really on the. I I really dislike this kid. He's like it's not right for their youngster to be running wild, doing as he pleases without regard to people or property. Like you act like this kid's like a felon. Like he's going around like blowing up mailboxes. He's ripping up your flower beds. He's a five-year-old kid. I get it. Yes, he does have to have respect for other people's things and whatever, but... I think Dennis is just, you know, the the naive and innocent little kid who just thinks all people are just nice and welcoming. you say? He'll knot my rope once too often. He's like, I can't stand that kitty's a menace! It's like, uh, of course we gotta get that menace line in there. I wonder how many more times we'll get that menace line. And I love how the camera just, like, pulls in for a close-up as Walter Matthau is Mr. Wilson. I can't stand that kitty's a menace! Basically, he's just looking at the hedge line there that separates their houses so, Martha's like, hey, look, you gotta have your breakfast. We are due at the Garden Club at 9. Then, of course, we go into Mr. Wilson's retirement hobby, which is gardening. What is it? It, it, it Cliché, like, senior citizen hobbies are either, what, gardening or golfing. So, Mr. Wilson is one of those types of people that if your day starts out bad, your whole outlook... If your morning starts out bad, your whole outlook on the day is basically, like, my day is shot. I'm already P.O.'d. Uh, <laughs> I got a big thing coming up, and I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to enjoy it, because he's talking about this this flower, this plant that he's cultivated for over the last, what, 20, 30 years? So, what he has, he figures he's a shoo-in, because... Martha says, there are a lot of other gardens out there. And he's like, for, come on, I'm a chewin'. Seriously, who else has a night-blooming mock orchid flowering this year? I love Martha. She does not care. She's like, It's an awfully homely-looking plant. It's not great-looking. I think it's because once it blooms, it's going to be beautiful. But for 99% of its time, it's just an ugly-looking plant. Apparently, it's set to open during the full moon, so I guess, okay, interesting. And he's just going on, he love. I think he loves this plant more than he loves his wife. He's like, it's a marvel! <sighs> I guess. 40 years, guys, to mature and blossom. So, the length of the time that he mainly worked at the post office is how long he's been waiting for this thing. To mature and bloom. Wow. Well, you know what? Great. That's. I mean, this garden is beautiful. I mean, if you're into gardens, which I mean, I'm. I'm not really. <laughs> but he is. It, it. just like I said. It feels like a cliched retirement thing. It's either you're gardening or you're golfing. And I. I don't know. Like maybe coin collecting, stamp collecting. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But. As far as what senior citizens like to do when they don't work anymore. Traveling. Traveling's another thing. So Alice is taking Dennis and dropping him off at Margaret's house because she needs someone to watch him because she and her her husband both work. They pass by these two boy. they pass by this house with these two boys on the front lawn that are shooting each other with super soakers. And Dennis glances up, hopeful for a second, like, oh, I wish I didn't have to go to Margaret's house. I wish I could be hitting someone in the face with a super soaker water gun. And, of course, he's like, oh, he is just, I, I don't, he's only five, but it's like, this is like the worst possible thing. And Alice is all like, well, how do you feel about me working? You know, a lot of moms work, and the best thing I could do was making an arrangement with Margaret's mom to watch you. And Dennis looks at her like, what about Joey? Did you think about him? What if he comes over? He'll think I moved. And Alice is like, well, you know what? Joey's mom made plans with uh, Margaret's mother, too. Watch him, too. Joey's at Margaret's house. And just the look of horror on Dennis's face. Like, oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this is maybe a career that she had before she had Dennis. And maybe for, the like... Five years of Dennis's life, she's just stayed home and been a full-time mom. And now it's like, oh, well, he's in school. I can go back to work. Oh, you're out of school for the summer? Shoot. Um, I'm sure she called a lot of people like, hey, you run the daycare out of your home? You don't. Oh, crap. Um, I know my kid doesn't like your kid, but can you please watch my son while I work during the day? My husband has to work, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't even want to try Mr. Wilson. I know that he hates my son also, so, yeah. Yeah, she's like, how do you feel about me working? A lot of moms work. I'm like, he's five. I don't think he gives a rat's ass. I really don't. Um, Did any of you watch the Dennis the Menace cartoon that came on Saturday mornings in the 80s? Or even the comic strip that was in the Sunday paper? Remember how Joey was so skinny and it looked like he was mostly bald? Like he had like a few strands of hair on his head. Kind of like a Homer Simpson kind of thing. This Joey is a cutie patootie, just full in the face, head full of curly brown hair. And he just is like, ugh. He's hanging out with Margaret in her backyard and Margaret, I'm sorry I'm going to say this for a six year old or what, a five year old, but she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> she, even at this young age, classic Margaret with the curly, like, reddish blonde hair and the glasses. Margaret's got such a scowl on her face. So Margaret's all about, um, physical violence. <laughs> she's like, do it. And Joey's like, mm-mm. And she's like, I can make you. And Joey's like, How? She puts her fist up, like, I'm going to slug you in the face. What exactly is she wanting him to do? And he's like, I can slug you back. And she's like, you can't hit a girl. He's like, I can too. And she's like, try it. I'll tell my mother you tried to murder me. And she'll believe me because boys are like that and girls aren't. He's like, this really stinks. And she's like, shush shut your mouth, pucker your lips together, and let's just get this over with, alright? He's like, and she's like, close your eyes. You think she's gonna kiss him, but no. She takes her doll, pulls down its pants, and shoves the doll's butt right up against his lips. So, (laughs) she's gonna hold this over him for, like, the whole movie. Does he, like, oh, he kisses what he thinks is Margaret. Margaret. Only to open his eyes and realize it's her porcelain doll's baby butt, and he's like, Ugh, bleh, bleh. he's like, yeah, because he's like, I'll slug you back, and she's like, try it. I'll scream so awfully bloody deadly horrible. My mom will try to think, will think you tried to murder me, and I'll tell her you did, and she'll believe it because boys are like that, and girls aren't. Like, uh huh, yeah. She's kinda of got Joey Margaret's got Joey over a barrel here. It's like <sighs> she tells him to close his eyes. He doesn't do it himself Okay, gotcha. And then she says when she puts the doll's butt right up against his lips like, alright, kiss me. <laughs> Is a freaking firecracker, this girl. I'm telling you. Hoo, hoo, hoo. She's gonna make some guy very unhappy. <laughs> Let's cut back to the front of Margaret's house here, where Alice is has to physically pull Dennis out of the car by his, under his arms, and he's just like on the ground. It's like, Dennis, get up. And he's just laying there like he's comatose. She's like, don't you dare embarrass me. And she's like, fine, I'll drag you. And she just drags him. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're back in Margaret's backyard. Joey and Dennis are up in a tree. And she's like, oh, you guys are the boring ones. There's lots to do. And Dennis was like, oh, really? Like what? And she's like, we can practice singing songs or put on a play or a puppet show. And Joey's like. We can bury you alive. And she's like, I could pwn your face. And he just let like, smile like goes right from his face. This girl, she does, she likes to give the orders about what's, it's like, basically, it's my house, it's my backyard, we're going to do what I want to do. This girl needs to hang out with some other girls. Because, but then again, I doubt she wants them to be there any more than, uh, They want to be there. That backyard has some crazy, like, ferns. Like, long, long ferns. That's just, the town, it looks like any town USA. I mean, it seemed like whenever I watched a movie as a kid, I'm like, oh, that could, you know, take place in Michigan or something like that. Like. But what can probably, unless it's specified where it's actually at in a movie, you're probably like, oh, that looks like that could be Kentucky, or I don't know. But I mean, you look at something like, oh, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, they all, you know, farmland and everything. One doesn't look any different than the other. Or feel. Free to disagree with me, I'm sure they do. So Dennis is all like, Hey, I'm not even sticking around here. Like, we're gonna be leaving soon. Me and Joey, we got stuff we need to do, we got work to do. And Joey, of course, spills the beans, like, We're gonna make a fort. And Margaret's like, You can't leave or else I'll tell on you. So I gotta come with you. Let me get my purse. I gotta get my lady things. We're going on a journey. We're gonna go into the woods. She says, tough kitty paws. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this girl, like I said, she's a firecracker. She's a pistol, Margaret. And when Margaret leaves, Dennis just looks at Joey like, you had to open your fucking mouth, didn't you? Well, you guys knew you weren't leaving that yard unless you took her with. But then again, this is 1993, guys. This is when kids could just traipse around in the woods and nobody would be like, oh my gosh, no! You have to stay in the yard where I can see you! You can't leave! (laughs) So, he pretty pretty much takes them to that fort that we saw in the beginning of the movie. It's basically like a clubhouse and a tree. And they're like, oh, Joey's like, hey, does anything live in there? And (laughs) Dennis is like, Squirrels and birds, it's fine. It's not a big deal. We'll clear it out. But Margaret just takes over this whole project, this whole thing. Like, oh my gosh, this could be great. We could pretend like we're married and this could be our little wedding shack. And now we can, we could put carpet and curtains up in the windows. Like, oh, God. Margaret, he's five. He's not thinking about weddings. He surely is not thinking about being married to you. Can you imagine? I bet there's fan fiction out there that have (laughs) Dennis and Margaret getting married as adults. I just, like, uh, I, I bet if you search hard enough, there's fan fiction out there about that. I wouldn't be surprised. So before we get to this whole home makeover Margaret edition, um... She's like, oh my gosh, we can have a powder room and a place to serve tea when we have company. And Dennis just looks over his shoulder and, Margaret, Margaret and is like, forts don't have powder rooms. And she's like, oh really? Where does the soldiers' wives go to freshen up? And Joey's like, soldiers don't have wives, stupid. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it didn't take long for that uh, <laughs> to come back with a Baby doll butt kissing. Like, Don't call me stupid baby rum kisser. <laughs> She's like, oh, she got him. <laughs> like, what are you gonna say, Joey? What are you gonna do? Deny it? <laughs> yeah, right. I love how Dennis just looks at Joey like baby rum kisser. What? What did you two do before I got here? <laughs> and. It's like, it's not gonna be a fort, okay? It's gonna be a house. And then she like whispers into Dennis's ear, like, I'll just love this. Like, oh, girl. She didn't say, she didn't whisper, I'm gonna love this. She said, a love nest. Girl, you are five years old. What are you doing? I guess girls back in the nineties at this age were a lot more forward than they are now. I mean if we've got five year olds talking about love nests with other five-year-olds, conversations with parents need to be had. So she's even getting to the point like, oh I wonder what color carpet we should get. And Joey is like, Dennis DeVort's got carpet. And Dennis is like, no. And Joey's like, Fords don't got carpet! And of course you see Margaret already climbing up to the floor. And she's like, they do now hot lips! (laughs) I just, I love the interaction between Joey and Margaret. It just, it's so... uh. Okay, well guess what? Looks like uh, we gotta get back to George Wilson and his... Garden Committee deal Oh, it says Ladies' Home Garden Society. It existed since 1915. We got the two from Home Alone. You know, the couple that Kate was trying to get there, see if they could go fly Friday so she could get home to see Kevin in Home Alone. Like, these are the guys like, oh, my wife's got a shoebox full of earrings, dangly ones. And she's like, please, I'm begging you. I've got to get home to my kid. So, of course, it's a big thing here. George is just, like, biting his knuckles, like, please let it be me, please let it be me. And it is George Wilson. And he's like, yes! This is what George Wilson lives and, and just strives for in his daily retired life. It's a flora ganza. Like, oh, let's see whose garden it's going to be in. Oh, and this is a gag between these two, um, (laughs) they keep having to, like, use each other's glasses, because they can barely read what the card says. George Wilson! Okay, either Billy Bird, who's playing the, um, I'm guessing this is a married couple that are running this lady garden society, whatever, She clearly is either dyeing her hair or wearing a wig. I think she's wearing a wig because her hair is too dark for her age. She looks older than George. Even Bill Irwin here, who plays uh, the guy announcing it, looks like he's filled out a little more in the face. I mean, this is 93. Home Alone was 1990. And that same guy was also in planes, trains, and automobiles. So he is so jazzed, but when he sits up to take a bow, it's like, he doesn't even plaster a smile on his face. He just looks up at everyone and it's like, hmm, huh, I told going to be me, basically. This room is just filled with all senior citizens that are, look like they're over 70. That, that, that's their life. That's their livelihood. It's their garden. There's nothing wrong with that of course. That guy's got some ears on him. <laughs> all right, looks like it's going to be the neighborhood hide and seek game as it's it's summertime, kids are out, they're playing in the streets. They're all going to take turns hiding. Dennis is counting. 1 Mississippi, 2 Mississippi, 5 Mississippi, 6 whatever. And he's got a little uh he's got I guess the kid's name is Gunther? who's, like, a spy, watching where the kids are going. It's like, Dad's cheating, you little twerp! Even Mr. Wilson, because a couple girls go to hide behind his fence, and he's like, oh, not, 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 not my fence, girls. You go find somewhere else to hide. And Gunther is going to where the kid is hiding, these kids are hiding, and pointing, like, Dennis, they're over here! It's like, how is that fair? That is not a fair game, kid. I get you're five, but... Come on. Having a lookout to see where the other kids are hiding? You're doing it wrong. Even George is like, he's cheating. Dennis is cheating. He's using the Beckman kid as a spy. And <laughs> Martha's like, oh, George, just leave him alone. They're children. He's like, no, 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 no. Dennis is not going to away with this. And he goes on, he's shouting to Gunther, like, Gunther, I was just talking to your daddy on the telephone. He's going to the ice cream store. He wants to take you with him. Go home. And the kid, the kid is like (laughs) cross. And George makes a big, uh, uh, a big thing about it. As Martha's like, George, you lied to a toddler. Just think how disappointing he's going to be when he gets home. And I love George saying, well, he better get used to it. Disappointment's going to be a big part of his life. He's a foot short for his age, and he's cross-eyed. <laughs> I'm sure that kid will hit a girl spurt eventually. But George even says, you know, I was a real whiz at hide and seek. I was a real whiz at this game. And Martha's like, hiding or seeking? And he's like, Hiding. I had a nose for hiding places, and Martha fat shaves her husband. Like, well, I don't think you would have been very good at hiding. He's like, why is that? Weren't you a fat boy? And he's like, I was husky. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, now we're going to meet Switchblade Sam. This guy doesn't even get a name in the movie, yet he's... uh, He's credited as Switchblade Sam. I remember, um, I had the thirty. You know how when kids' movies came out in the nineties, if you were in school, and you had this classic book order. Um, there'd usually be like a thirty-two page book about the movie, and I had gotten one for Dennis the Menace in fifth grade in ninety three, and it listed it had actually scenes in the book that weren't in the movie, like the kids interacting with Switchblade. And that's how I learned his name with Switchblade Sam. So Christopher Lloyd is just, he is just nasty as all get out as <laughs> this character. Long, nasty, gray, greasy hair. <laughs> Stringy, nasty. And you just got this close-up face. His face just looks really greasy. Red-rimmed eyes like he's on the sauce. Oh, he looks like he's got, it's like such a close-up Look at this face, and that's all you really get. He, I guess he's train hopping, because he jumps off a train, gets himself together, and is, like, looking out over the night, you know, the town. Like, oh, my gosh, I bet they don't even lock their doors, because it's the 90s, apparently, in suburbs there was, a, was there a reputation back then? You I guess you didn't lock your doors in suburbs. Like, it was like, oh, it's a neighborhood. It's so safe. We got a neighborhood watch. It's not a big deal. Everyone keeps their doors unlocked because no one's going to rob us. No one's going to come in and try to kill us in the night or in our sleep or whatever. So, yeah. Okay, I was wrong. We do get a close-up of his face. Not just that, but... The camera pulls back, and he's got the most gross, yellow, honking, big, fucking yellow teeth. Nasty like they've never been brushed a day in his life. It's just, he's gross looking. He looks like he smells like he rolled in shit and hasn't wiped his ass in years. Let alone when's the last time this guy probably took a shower. It's just, he looks nasty. You wouldn't want to be in the elevator with this guy because he's stinking up. All right, so now we are going to go to what is going to be a dilemma of sorts. We go to Alice's work. And we see, like, at her desk, she's got a picture of Dennis with the dog Roth. This is the cutest dog. He is so, looks just like, well, actually, in the comic, in the Saturday morning cartoon, Ruff was kind of, he was like a white dog. He was like a big, like, white dog. But she's in a board meeting. Okay. Basically what she's hoping is she's managing a a mall and just saying how people aren't going to notice a toy store on the first level. You move it up to the third level, give this toy store six months free rent, move it up to the third level, and... Basically, your profits are gonna soar. I'm that's guessing what she's going with. So I'm just thinking the character of Alice Mitchell, what we know from the Saturday Morning Cartoon in the eighties, what we know from maybe even that black and white television Dennis the Menace show that came out in the sixties, and then the comic book. She's always been a homemaker. I don't think she's. This is kind of I like where they went with the character. Like she's a woman who was a stay-at-home mom, and now she's making some money. She's got big responsibilities with managing a super mall or whatever it's called. Oh, I see Ben Stein. He's, like, way at the end. He's got to be, like, her boss or something. So it seems like most of the people at this table are men except for one lady. Okay, this lady looks familiar. I want to see. I don't know what her name is. But she's a real bitch. <laughs> trying to find what- what is the lady's name? Is it Andrea? I'm trying to see. Gaggle Lady. Oh, uh, my, 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 my. I'm gonna say it might be this Andrea lady. Maybe. Um, She looks like I've, I've seen her in something else. Well, she was in Ghost Rider for a couple episodes. episodes. Uh, what about Bob? Maybe this isn't the lady. I don't know. We'll find out. So it looks like it's just Alice and this lady who is going to be a thorn in her side. And the table is pretty much filled up with men that are just, they're not impressed with this. Clearly that Ben Stein, her boss, is not impressed with what she's kind of thinking about. So, of course, she's got to throw a story in there. Let's, like, make it personal. See, when I go to the mall with my little boy, we always visit the toy store. I mean, he knows he's not going to get anything. Just, you know, it's not his birthday or it's not a special occasion. And, of course, the one lady is all like, spare us the family antidote. <sighs> don't you know Shut your mouth. And she's kind of like, you know, every little kid, like every little kid, they just want to go in and look around. So basically she's saying there's always a lot of traffic in toy stores and people have to go to the third level to visit the toy store. They have to go through two levels to get there. So maybe that might entice them to take up space in, you know, the other levels. That is interesting. Yes. Because, you know, the kids are like, I want to go to the toy store. You know, Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore in 2020. Or maybe I think it doesn't like it's it's gone. Right. It's completely gone. Because a lot of brick-and-mortar stores are going out of business, and especially with everything that's happened now with COVID, that a lot of stores are just they, – they couldn't make it, you know, being out of business for a couple months. But anyway, that does make sense what she's saying. Like, put the toy store at the top, and then that way – They gotta go visit the other levels to get to the toy store, because, like, okay, let me run these errands, and I promise, we will get you to that toy store, but let me do this first. So, yeah. I I like what what she's, you know, throwing out there. But, sadly... No one else is buying this. No one else is like, oh, that sounds lame. Oh, she even says it's apparent to anyone with children, and you have to assume that potential tenant might have kids and might know that and it might entice them to take up space in the other levels or something of that effect. Okay. As confident as she was in starting this presentation, she is really peering out towards it. It's like she is grasping at straws like, the kid angle. I got a kid. I take him to the toy store. He wants to look around. And just, yeah, it's just, it's almost like she's looking at everyone's, like, I'm not here for this attitude. And she's just, she almost feels like she's defeated before he even gets off the ground. Oh, I want to, I want to punch this lady, but she's got these huge, giant, round earrings that nobody in the right, no one needs earrings that large. Imagine it gets caught on something; you're ripping your earlobe. I don't even wear earrings, and I, I, I think that, I mean, my gall. I'm gonna say, I bet that lady like fucked her way to the top. I mean, not, no, not else. No. That lady who's like, can you spare us a family anecdote? It's do you don't have kids. Shut your mouth. At least Alice didn't have to sleep her way to the top like you apparently did. I bet you fucked name one of the men in those chairs. What do you think? I bet you did. All right, let's get back to the kids. Um, They're going back. This is day two of the fort. Apparently, like any girl, <laughs> that has to bring everything with her. Joey, of course, is pulling up this baby stroller with this porcelain plastic doll. And he's like, gosh, we could have carried a lot more stuff but we didn't have to bring this stupid doll and all her crap. And apparently, this gets into the whole babies and guys thing. Like, she's not idiotic. She's an important training tool. They're five. They don't need to know how to take care of babies, Margaret. But the kids are gonna have to keep mom, they're gonna have to keep their mouth shut because she could just as easy. Their, her mother is probably passed out on the couch with a drink because she's not she'll probably be like, oh I bet the kids are probably in the Because she's, she's Margaret's got a playhouse in her backyard. Like The mom's really older, probably in the playhouse, you know how kids are. Lady, these kids are gone for an hour at a time, and I get it, it's the 90s. I was like that. I would be like, it's summertime, it's 9 a.m., I'm gonna go hang out in the field behind my house, or in the woods, or whatever. (sighs) But no, I want to play this because this is just so funny the whole conversation about where babies come from. And thank goodness, these kids are five because they don't have a clue. Dennis is like, oh, yeah, the belly button. That's where babies come from. The belly button pops out. And, of course, Margaret's like, well, then why do men have ba- belly buttons? And <laughs> Dennis is like, so they don't look weird in bathing suits. Like, eh, well, whatever. The belly button does, I mean, the umbilical cord connects the mother to the baby to get the nourishment. So it does play a part in the um, process of the baby being, you know, eventually born and taking care of it for nine months in the womb. But it's just, it's funny, these kids. <laughs> just, they have, uh And it's good that maybe these kids, the innocence that we all had of... You know, if you're that age and you still, you, you don't really technically know, I mean, you know that they come from mommy's tummies and everything like that, but you don't know the inner workings of how the baby got to be there in the mother to begin with. But later we kind of hear something from Dennis, like, well, maybe he's not as naive as he leads us to believe. <laughs> we could out a lot more stuff if you
1: didn't have to bring that video out
0: I see Margaret's you know, carpet. So when it comes to taking <laughs> care
1: of babies. You have better <laughs> things to do. Like what? Play golf and drink beer? No, like hunting and having wars, driving cars, shading, cleaning fish. Do you know how to do that? Me? <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> if you didn't have women, you wouldn't have babies, which means you wouldn't have people. I she's not wrong drive the ladies to the hospital. The important thing is they marry the woman, then the woman, to go down and get the baby. The baby is in her stomach. She has to install her stomach just to filled up the baby. Who installed some? Oh my
0: story of that. <laughs> <laughs> how? how?
1: <laughs> she wants to know how? <laughs> 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 <Joey>. <laughs>
0: Baby suits. Hmm. Okay. This is so interesting how they kind of play this out with Margaret saying, "What is wrong with men and why can't they take care of babies and everything?" And Dennis is like, "Because they have more important things to do." And Margaret's like, "What? Play golf and drink beer?" And he's like, "No, having wars, hunting, fishing, cleaning, or cleaning fish and." driving cars and all this hoopla hoopla. And Joey he he's like, Do you know how to do all that? And Joey's like, Me? And I love Dennis just looked at him like, Margaret. <laughs> and I love Joey's response. If you didn't have men, who would drive the ladies to the hospital? Well, and Luke who's talking, uh kersey Ellie's character ended up getting a cab, but still um <laughs> a man had to drive her. So Dennis is like, well, clearly she's got to get it installed. The stomach just doesn't fill up with babies, and she's like, well, who installs them? And Dennis says, a doctor, uh, a minister, and a doctor. And Margaret's like, how? And of course, it's like, oh, oh, here, here's the question. That's the question. That's a million dollar question. And Joey's like, how? She wants to know how. And he's like, <laughs> and she just looks at him like. You can stop laughing now. It's not funny. <laughs> and she's like, all right, Dennis, tell me how. And he's like, well, the belly button opens up. And she's like, well, how come men have them? So they don't look weird in bathing suits. Now we're going to get inside the fort, which uh, has granary growing on the inside. This fort clearly was built for the movie, the set and everything like that. So... Oh, my God, you don't ever give a five-year-old a hammer and a nail. Because he's having Joey hold the nail. It's like, okay, on the count of three, move your hand. One, two, three. And it's like, oh, my God. So it's basically like Joey's got to move his hand on three. And then clearly, you know, when he moves his hand, that nail's just going to fall to the floor. So Joey's like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, guys. If you hit your thumb or finger with a hammer, it does not feel good at all. So he's like, okay, you, Margaret, you hold the nail, and Joey, you hold the hammer. It's like, uh, I wouldn't do that. Kids is gonna end up in the emergency room. <laughs> don't be playing with the nails, and don't. I know they want to be Mister Fix It, Mister handyman or whatever but no that needs an adult so we see switchblade sam is hanging out underneath the fort he hears the kids talking so there must have been like a cut scene where he's talking to the kids and hanging out up there because we don't ever see him interact with joey or margaret only dennis later So they're admiring their handiwork, you know, curtains and all that stuff. Now they're like, all right, well, now we got to get some paint. Do you got any paint? Like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think my dad's got some in, like, the garage or whatever. So it's like, all right, that's the next step. So we go over to the baby carriage, the little stroller. The doll is not there. I'm guessing this must have been some form of a porcelain doll or something that, that effect because... Why he thinks he can take it to a pawn shop and get money. That doll, just looking at that doll's plastic butt, it's looks like something Margaret's mother must have played with when she was young. Because it's it's not in great condition. Well, Marvin doesn't even ask questions. She goes right over to Joey, grabs him and says, Give me my doll, you jerk. And he's like, hey, I don't have it. And she, like, throws him down. He's like, give me my doll, Dennis. And he's like, I didn't take your stupid doll. And she's like, well, there, she isn't here. Somebody must have took it. It's like, um, no, we've been with you the whole time. And she's like, so none of you took my doll? And they're like, nope. And she's like, I've been robbed. And it's like, Margaret, you haven't been robbed. Maybe a doll ate your bear. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, what did they say? Dana Louise, I think was her name. I'm pretty much recalling this from memory because I've seen this movie a bazillion times, but it's like... uh, I gotta say, I love Joey's hat that has the little earmuffs that come down to little flaps. It's so cute. And he's wearing, like, a Boy Scout uniform. (laughs) Like a Cub Scout uniform. Oh, baby Louise. I thought she said, like... See, this is what happens when you don't have subtitles. You have just VHS tapes to go on. And she says how Baby Louise is a very expensive antique. So I guess Switchblade Sam knew what he was looking for when he saw that doll. Because we see him shoving the doll into his pack of stolen goods that he's probably going to take to the pawn shop later to get food to eat. Yeah, they're like, hey, there's no robbers in our town. I love how they're walking underneath the bridge, and we just see... Switchblade Sam just hanging up on to- hanging out on top of that bridge looking down at these kids like, "Huh? Ah, no, there's a robber in your town. He is right there." And they're not even paying attention. Like, there's no robbers in our town. <laughs> yeah, we live in Pleasantville. <laughs> there's no robbers? Now Pleasantville is definitely one I definitely want to cover on the podcast cuz it's such a good movie. And the movie has such a good score to it, too. I can see why this kid would be scared. He's just sitting in a rocking chair in his backyard, twisting the top. You know, the little stem off the apple. And we just see this shadow of Switchblade Sam smoking a cigarette. And the kid realizes it. And Sam's like, Oh, I'm just gonna call I'm not calling him by his full name. <laughs> Sam's like, Oh, what do you got there? And the kid's like, uh, an apple. The kid is scared to death. And then Sam pulls out a switchblade, which is probably the <laughs> switchblade, Sam, and just stabs the apple, like, and takes it right out of the kid's hand and just starts eating it, cutting into the apple and eating it right in front of him. Like, what a piece of shit of a human being. Gross. But I can see just the fact that this guy comes near this kid with it and, like, takes a knife like he's gonna and steals your apple I mean that scare me if I were that kid's age I don't know the stranger and he's got a sharp shiny knife and he's putting it near my face taking my apple The kid holds the apple in his hand he's it's an apple and the, just he Sam just takes it with his his knife it's like you gotta stab that kid in the hand oh my gosh And the kid's still got his hand out, almost like he's expecting, like, oh, you're cutting into my apple. Are you going to give me a piece of it since I gave it to you? Nope. And he just walks away with the kid's apple. I'm like, you don't know where that kid's hands have been. They're probably icky. But whatever. Just the way that he's still hanging out there eating the apple, looking at it, kid, like, oh, this apple's so good. Oh, my gosh. You're not getting any of it. It's so good. Like, ew. Nowadays, this guy would have already had the cops called on him because he looks like he could be a pervert. This little four-year-old boy sitting in his backyard without a shirt on. It's just it's, it's sad. Ew. It's just, this guy's nasty looking. So the guy is kind of perusing down the street or the alleyway and just kind of checking out the windows of the houses, just seeing what they have there oh, someone has, like, a jewelry box, like, right in their in their window there. Almost like he's, win- He it's almost like, yeah, he's window shopping. Like, oh, let's see what this person has just walking past their window. Wow. I bet they got a lot of stuff to steal. It's like, ugh. All right, Dennis is in the garage. He's found a can of paint. I guess he had to climb up the wooden shelf in the garage. And, of course, while he's climbing down, he's got, like, The paint just kind of hanging on his arm there. And he sees his flingshot. Oh, great! So he goes down to reach for it, and there goes the paint. Lid pops off. Paint is all over the floor of the garage. So, that's just like, crap. Now I gotta figure out how to clean that up. Natasha, I can see it now, definitely. Natasha Leone. And she's got a football helmet. So I guess she's babysitting, and uh, Mr. Mitchell's like, hey, Polly, what's, uh, what's up with the, the football helmet? And Polly is just a typical teenager, smacking the gum. She's like, oh, well, you see my girlfriend used to, one of my girlfriends used to babysit Dennis, and she said, bring a helmet and wear pants. Okay. Next door at the Wilsons, George is going to bring out the grill and bake some yummy chicken or pork chops or something. Can you can you uh, suck up paint with a shop vac? Because that's what Dennis is doing. He probably thinks, well, it's a shop vac, and you know I've seen Dad use it to like suck up water, so maybe it'll take up paint. Paint left a huge puddle when it dropped original, but then again it was probably still leaking out all that paint. But Dennis is just taking the hose of the shop vac and just running it back and forth on the floor of the garage where the paint is. Couldn't that ruin a shop vac? Oh, I see behind him in the in the shop there there's a can of gasoline. So Alice and Henry are leaving I guess they're going for a, a date and then They're going to go for sexy times or something. I don't know. Um, But Dennis brings the shop vac out to the yard. The shop vac has got to have the longest cord attached to it because he's bringing it from the garage into the backyard. And it's still running. Typical kid, like, oh, here, let me put the hose near my face. And it starts, like, pulling his hair into the hose, like, that suction. Like, he's like, ah, it's taking my hair (laughs) It's like, I think you need to turn it off. I don't think, because he, he, like, hits a button on it, and it expels the paint. I don't know if that's what, if he was already planning to do that, or whether that was just, oh, what's this button do? But uh, he does see the paint expel from it, and he's looking like, "Uh uh-oh, and where does it land? It lands right on the open grill, George Wilson's open grill. You think the look that he has when the thing's like the hose is sucking on his hair, you think he was like, Oh my gosh, that thing could have sucked my brain out through my ears or something to that effect. I don't know. Oh, he sees a button that says in and out, so he hits the out button and just he's holding (laughs) the hose upward. So, of course, that paint is just gonna shoot upward and then it's gonna land right on George Wilson's open grill. Yeah, he sees Mr. Wilson at his grill cooking, and Dennis is like, uh-oh. And before George shuts the, puts the cover on the grill, like, boop, the thing, the paint just plops right on there. And you do see kind of fire, like, coming out of the bottom of it. Like, yeah, because not paint is flammable, right? I think it would be. Not to mention... That's a garage floor. So not only is it paint, it's whatever else could have been on the garage floor that that shop bath would have sucked up. Oh, it comes out the top and the flames come, I mean, and he just walks away before it happens, but it's like that could have set his garden on fire, his flowers and everything. Oh, Buzz. (laughs) Dennis opens the door and here is Mickey combing his hair. He's got an earring. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm here for Polly. And Dennis is like, you're Mickey? And he's like, yeah. So Dennis is like, well, she's up in my mom's bathroom using the armpit perfume. She says you're such a stud. She gets nervous and sweats a lot. And he's like, cool. We're like, <laughs> I love Dennis's reaction as Mickey comes in, and Dennis is like, "Come on in."
1: Ooh,
0: <laughs> it's like i are not going to do much trouble because uh, I mean, this guy's this guy is huge. All right, so let's head back over the fence to the Wilsons. We got a nice little uh, patio dinner set up, and it looks like it's it's broccoli, a lemon wedge, maybe some lettuce. I bet a lot of that stuff's probably from his garden. Wait, I mean, no, he does flowers, not vegetables. Um, And it looks like it could either be like chicken or maybe a pork chop. So, he cuts into it and starts chewing and it's just really like something's off about Because he's like chewing it for a while and it's like, this tastes funny. And he keeps chewing it. It's like like paint and and wood. And Martha hasn't even she kind of cuts into hers and kind of smells it like she expecting to uh smell something and she's like uh well you know I'll I'll make him I'll make us some sandwiches then which sucks cuz I mean he went to the trouble of putting that on the grill and you see George looking over the fence at Dennis. Like, I know it was that kid. He was probably screwing around with the paint or something because it tastes like paint and wood. So, basically, it's been marinated because it was liquid when it hit the grill. So, clearly, that chicken or pork chop or whatever has been marinated in paint and whatever was picked up by that chop vac. Maybe Dennis's dad was, like, sucking up, you know, uh, wood shavings or, or sawdust or something. Because that paint looked like it was speckled with some type of, like, sawdust or whatever. If I tasted something and it tasted, I would be spitting it out. But it's almost like he's trying to decipher what exactly is, like, hmm, tastes like uh, no, that could be paint. Um, let me see here. Hmm, that mm, tastes what, what, uh. Spit it out. Like, why are you still chewing it? Like, let me see what else is in this. Other than just chicken. So, this is so funny. I don't... (laughs) Mickey, I guess he's having so... he, he, He can read a little bit, but he has a problem with the word sobbed. Eventually, it's like, God, this is so stupid. Are you ready to get out? And Dennis just looks at his hands like, I'm not even wrinkled up yet. Keep reading. It's like... Okay! <laughs> 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 not cry little locomotive, said so old country to One day when you grow up, you will <laughs> realize that all chains huh. are important. You say imp- <laughs> Even little male chains.
1: <laughs> How can a chain grow? He eats all his coal and gets plenty of sleep. No, like, what's the point of reading lies? He teaches kids eat all their food and go to bed when they're supposed to. And not cry when mean cabooses and boxcars make fun of them. This is so stupid, man. Are you ready to get out of here and go to bed yet? I'm not even wrinkled up yet.
0: Keep reading. <laughs> I will never be big enough to pull anything
1: but silly old mail cards, Sobbed Huffy, Sobbed, <laughs> sub, Sobbed Huff,
0: subbed, Huffy. Sobbed? So, it's almost like he's trying to think, like, Mickey's like, trying to get the logic of the Kid story. Like, what is the point of reading lies? Like, how can a train grow? And, and to Dennis, is like, yeah, you just eat all your fruits and your vegetables, and you take your vitamins, and then you go to sleep when you're supposed to, and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I feel kind of a like, because str- he can read, Mickey can read, but he just struck, like, the word important, he says impotent. And I wouldn't have gotten that at eleven years old. What impotent is, but I mean he's struggling with the word sob. At his, like sobbed, <laughs> like it's sob, see sobbed. And he's like, oh, this is so stupid. You ready to get out yet? Yeah. Ready to go to bed? And Dennis is like looking at him like, I'm not even wrinkled up yet. Keep reading! (laughs) And Dennis has got that tub filled to the brim. That floor is going to have waterly all over it. Oh my gosh. So now let's go back to the Wilson's yard. Dennis is trying to- Dennis. George is trying to figure out he knows Dennis has been screwing around with paint and he wants to prove it. And, of course, Martha's like, oh, he's only a boy, George. And it's like, uh huh. And he uses the term "G.D." which the movie itself is PG. So it's like "G.D. waiting pool" because he's going into Dennis's backyard and it's dark out. And he ends up like tripping over Dennis's little kitty, uh, plastic kitty pool. My gosh, dude! Oh, he wants to investigate. The Mitchell's garage. Because Dennis has been playing with Pam. Dude, now you're on a stealth mission. What in the? He's five. He's just a kid. He's not doing this to you on purpose. So Dennis sneaks downstairs. Polly and Mickey are making out on the couch. (laughs) And Dennis is trying to get down the stairs. without. He's like covering his mouth. He's like (laughs) like trying to be quiet. I remember, because <laughs> he goes through the dog door in the kitchen to go out to the front door, and he's basically playing playing Ding Dong Ditch with his own doorbell, because he does that to the point where it's like no one's out there. Like that's it. They decide to get like a bucket of water with flour in it, and they put like a tack. Like a little uh, pin tack on the doorknob so whoever, like, rings a doorbell is going to get a tack right in their thumb. I'm like, that isn't even your that, George doesn't even know that Alice and Henry aren't even there. It is Henry, right? I can't remember. It's like, dude, that isn't your house. You're basically throwing a bucket of water and flour at somebody's face, whoever opens the door. Or when you open the door. You don't know who's out there. Could be a cop. Could be Dennis's parents. This is some weird, crafty what have you. George is in the Mitchells garage. He's got the shop vac. He's looking at it. He accidentally turns it on and somehow it sucks up a golf ball and on its own is raised like right at George's ass. Unbeknownst to him, he turns the thing off It shoots the golf ball right in his ass. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Really? I didn't know that a a hose on a shot back can just move around like a snake, like it's got a mind of its own. That hit him in the back of the testicles? Because the way he's like, oh, it looks like it hit him right in the balls. The golf ball hit him in the balls. I don't know. Yeah, so Polly goes up to the bathroom upstairs on the second level, fills a, a mop bucket with water and suds, I guess. And then because when George comes over, he's in pain, he's bent over, and he rings the doorbell, gets the tack in his thumb, and he's, Oh! And then we got Polly upstairs dumping sudsy water on him, and then Mickey opening the door and just throwing a container of flour at George's face. So then Martha opens her own door, and we just see George just wet and sopping and covered with flour. And he's like, Only a boy, huh? Dennis didn't do any of this crap. That was the babysitter and her boyfriend are you blaming, I mean granted Dennis to do the ding dong ditch with the doorbell but come on so we see Switchblade Sam robbing he's just in what looks like a parent's bedroom stealing jewelry and stuff like that and I'm thinking, so he's able to do this while they're home what? cause if you're robbing a place, why are you turning on lights? if nobody's home, I mean, come on so now we come to the next day and Dennis has made a homemade construction card note for Mr. Wilson. Because it's just green construction paper folded over with two Mr. Wilson on it. We see Martha in the kitchen. She's making some oatmeal. George is still sleeping. And it's like, is Mr. Wilson up yet? And Martha's like, no, no, not yet. Wow, how long do you think he's going to sleep for? And she's like, well, not much longer. I mean, he's having his picture taken today for being honored for his garden. So they're going to have the garden ganza or whatever it was called at his place. So of course it's got to be in the paper, probably in the arts and entertainment section. So Dennis is like, do you think he would get mad if I went upstairs? And I'm with Martha, she's like, why do you want to go upstairs? Because if you think about it, this whole conversation between Dennis and Martha is taking place on her porch through the window. So, again, back <laughs> to watching this on VHS as a kid, I could not understand what he was even saying. Because he says it so fast. He says, I made it, I'm sorry, I shot paint on your chicken card. Now, what I thought I heard something, when I thought, <laughs> when I was watching this as a, on VHS without the subtitles, I thought he said something about, I'm sorry, I shopping. I thought, because he says, I shot paint. It sounds like I shopping. I'm sorry, I shopping or something. But no, it's, I'm sorry, I shot paint on your chicken card. Oh, okay. So it's an apology card. Just say like it's an apology card. You don't gotta explain. But he's five, so. I love how Ruff just sits there. <laughs> so Dennis goes over the door and so he's like, I'm kind of busy today, so I won't have a chance to give it to him. See, I gotta go to Margaret's house because we're poor and my mom's got a job now. What? Oh, he says, we're getting poor my mom's got a job now. What? <laughs> That's a five year old's estimation Of why his mom is going to work We must not have any money if you have to work too I was like can I just leave it by his Whisker cutter That's where I leave all my dad's Sorry cards <laughs> He just rambles like, And it's a good time to say you're sorry Oh my god But then he goes into <laughs> his dad and his mom and what they do on the couch and sometimes they take off their shirts and make funny noises. And she's like, like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. You don't, don't go any further, please. Go upstairs.
1: They're happy in the morning when they wake up. My dad's so happy, he whistles when he <laughs> goes to the bathroom. The only time he isn't happy is on Sunday morning when he and my mom wrestle. They kind of like to be alone when they do that. I think it's because they take off their shirts. And then they start to make funny noises. Uh, you
2: can go up, as long as you promise not to disturb Mr.
1: Wilson. I promise.
0: Uh, uh <laughs> Dennis, of course, doesn't know what to make of his parents doing what they do on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, they like to wrestle. I think they like to be alone when they do that. Because I think it's because they take off their shirts and then they start to make funny noises. like, oh, okay, that's you can go upstairs. I like how Martha's like, okay, you can go upstairs as long as you promise not to wake up Mr. Wilson. He's like, I promise. So he goes towards the doorway and he... (laughs) Pulls on the phone cord, turns around and says, You know what, Mrs. Wilson? You're the nicest old gal on the block. So Dennis goes into Mr. Wilson's room. He actually is sleeping this time and snoring. Dennis is trying to be quiet, tiptoeing into the bathroom so he can leave the I'm sorry card just under (laughs) Mr. Wilson's razor, the little, uh... Spot where he keeps his razor, and of course, in doing so, Dennis kind of knocks the lid just a little bit of um, a container that's on the sink. And of course, if you know Dennis, curiosity gets the better of him. He's like, "Wow, what is in there?" Mr. Wilson wears false teeth. Well, I never would have known that. Okay, he wears dentures, and like any kid, probably back then, I I wouldn't be doing this because absolutely nasty. You're playing with something that is in someone's mouth for a good 90% of the day. Yeah, the lid is completely off this thing where the dentures are, and it's just really... Oh, it's got fix on there, too, and he apparently also wears Old Spice. He's got one of those old-timey, like, metal razors that he probably had back in the day. So Dennis holds up the... T- Teeth up to his mouth, and he's like hey, Mr. Wilson, and he can't get. He's just laughing the whole time. He's like I'm the doctor, Open up and say ah, and he's like ah, and of course, out popped the two front teeth. Crap, that's not good. Because now Dennis is in a bind. He knows that there's a photographer who's showing up to take Mr. Wilson's picture. So, Dennis is scrambling to find a replacement for the two teeth that he did. And he finds Chiclets. (laughs) How those things ever fit in those two holes, I mean, for the front teeth of Mr. Wilson's dentures, I'll never know. Oh, no, he's like, Dennis has got the teeth up near his face. He's like, hello, my name is Dennis Mitchell. And he's just laughing the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a little, um little lockbox thing with a, um, locker combination dial on it. He's got a dollar. He's got a Butterfingers fun size. How is that not melted? But he manages to find chiclets. Why didn't he set an alarm? George is still sleeping and the photographer has arrived. Martha even has to call up to George, like, are you ready? The photographer's here. And he, of course, is right on a bed, getting dressed. And we see hovering in the background where the, his teeth are at. Of course, the photographer wants to get things rolling. He's like, I got a 930, ma'am. It's like, he will be out. Just hold yourself. My gosh. Chill your roll. Slow your roll. He put the dangers in uh, because when he comes out, it's almost like you can tell his voice is off. Like, would not having two front teeth make your voice different? Yeah, he's just, he's talking weird. And I think she's even looking at him like, what is going on with you? You're barely opening your mouth. So, yeah, the photographer tells George to smile. And he does. And you just see those giant chick 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 chicklet front teeth. And the look on the photographer's face is just like, ugh. What it makes him Mr. Wilson look like the Easter Bunny with those big buck teeth. Okay, I'm sorry but anyone sees this guy switchblade Sam walking along a fence or sidewalk by a children's park. There are mothers there. If they had cell phones they would be calling the cops. Luckily he does get stopped by a cop. It's like, can I help you? I mean, I know everyone in this town and I've never seen you before. There are strollers, one of which a lady just has her purse just casually slung on the side of the top of the stroller. It's like, who? Oh, I get it, it's 93. And I think these people are just so like, oh, there's no robbers in our town. No one would ever rob our houses. It's okay. I can leave my purse out in the open and no one will steal it. Yeah, you just see the mothers pushing their kids on the swings and everyone's just oblivious to this. Their backs are turned so they don't see, um... Oh, I do see. It's like their strollers are right behind them. But of course, they're just watching their kids and pushing their kids on the swings. He just stands there smoking a cigarette, leering at these ladies and their kids. Like, this is nasty. So well, he puts his jacket over the purse so that way he can just, like, pick up his jacket and in doing so, he'd be picking up the purse. Yeah, the cop pulls his car over. He just sees this guy with greasy hair just hanging over a fence right by a park with all these mothers with their kids. He's like, okay, I gotta check this out. What's up with this? I don't recognize this dude. Even from the back, which Sam looks nasty as hell. His greasy hair, his, I don't know whether that's a multicolored turtleneck under a black leather vest. And it's just, ugh. So he calls Sam over. I love how the mothers still don't even turn around. Like, oh, my purse is missing. And I like how they have a person of color here as a police officer. That's really great. And he goes up to the, (laughs) the cop goes up to Sam and he's like, who are you? I've never seen you around here before. And Sam's like, well, maybe that's because I've never been here before. And the guy can immediately tell. It's like, this guy is bad news. He's like, look, I run a nice, clean town here, and I don't want any trouble. Because, yeah, when the cop's like, what are you doing here? And Sam's like, what's it to you? I'm like, dude, your ass would be in that cop car with handcuffs on. You don't say what. When a cop asks you what are you doing here. You say what's it to you. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah the cop pretty much tells them to get the hell out of his town. Like just follow the sun on out of here. And of course Sam's like well the only reason I'm not going. Is because you stopped to give me the breeze. It's in a uh, shakedown. And he. Sam opens his switchblade. Sam opens his nasty rotten teeth mouth. It just makes me think of an, an an orangutan, but then again, I don't want to insult orangutans out there, so, um, yeah. It's just really gross. <laughs> and you know that cop is watching as he's walking away. And then, of course, Sam goes and puts his hand into the purse and pulls out some money. Like, I guess those kids, her kids ain't getting ice cream today, are they? All right, so we're back at Alice's job. Remember that bitch lady who was like, "like Oh, and spare us the family anecdotes." So she's got the those comically long fingernails that are just like two inches long, <laughs> like Freddy Krueger version of fingernails. And you hear Alice on the phone. She's talking to I don't know who. She's pretty much giving the same spiel about oh, you have to go. To two other levels to get there, and it's like she's trying to get someone else on this whole moving the toy store up to level three or something. Apparently, her at board meeting they weren't into it, so she's being a bitch. She's just standing there drumming her fi- you know, her fingernails. Alice is on the phone. It's like, Pitch, do you mind? Go with the fuck away. Ugh. Yeah, it's the girl who, like, slept her way to the top. I'm sure she slept with all of those guys in that board meeting. Oh, uh, looks like she's trying to get someone else to take the Oklahoma City trip that has to be, uh, she's hoping to try to reschedule it, it's just not the right time. Her husband also has a work thing, so it's just not going to work out. Even seeing if it can even be rescheduled. And this lady's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you can have some activity with your kid. It's like, no, my husband also has a work thing that he can't reschedule. There's no one to watch my kid. Okay, is this lady like her her boss, her higher up, her Man- manager like what's the deal here she's like oh let me guess um, if you and your husband both work, have a work thing then there's no one to watch your kid is that a problem I was just like well no it's not a problem per se so basically <laughs> uh, this like, oh yeah if you want to blow off your Oklahoma City trip I'm the one who has to cover for you and I don't have kids but <laughs> I do have a life Doing what? Slumming up the single bars and hitting on every guy you see? <sighs> Is that any different from your work life? I'm sorry, I'm showing shaming so shame in this match, but uh, she kind of deserves it because she's a bitch. Oh, she has plans she can't break. I have kid. I don't have children, but I do have a life. I want to punch her in the face. Can I punch her in the face? No, I can't? Okay. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to be able that's false. Like, I'm not going to be able to help you. Like, bitch, I didn't ask for your help. Get out of here. I love how Alice sneers as Link walks away. Alright, looks like Alice and her husband are going to be going through the address book and calling whoever they can to find a babysitter. Basically, it's not just going to be a babysitter. It's someone who's going to watch their kid for like at least a week. Like, alright, who do you call first? Well, let's start with the A's and just go down the list until we get to Z. So, it's kind of a montage here with the song Don't Hang Up. Um, They're calling everybody from senior citizens to housewives to teenagers, anybody. Well, wait a minute. How is that going to work with a teen? Because that's the first person they call. And she's like, oh, hell no, I'm not watching your kid. But seriously, how would that work? They're going to be gone for, what, a few days? So what, is the person going to stay at your house overnight? Or are you taking the kid to their house with their parents? I, And I love how Alice is just like, hi, it's Alice Mitchell. Boom. Person hangs up the phone. She can't even get her name out all the way before someone just, like, Okay, no, your kid's a terror. I don't want him in my house. And you just kind of see, oh, that's cool, the um, the see-through phone. And I love how Alice is just like, oh my gosh, rejected. I can't believe it. Someone just hung up on me. They don't want to watch my kid. And you just see them going through the A's, the C's, the D's, E's, F's, G's. And it's just like, they get all the way down to zero. And of course, whose <laughs> name is that Mr.? George and Martha Wilson. And Alice and her husband look at each other like, you call. Like, let's ask for Martha. <laughs> you know George is just going to hang up on you too. Like, no! Eh, I don't want your damn kid. I love how they're ripping the names out of the address book. Like, clearly we're not using them if they're hanging up on us. Oh yeah, we got, uh, the husband on the phone. And we see a guy who's got a broken arm. And he's just laughing his head off like, What? You want me to watch your kid? Hell no. (laughs) Okay, I was right. It is Henry Mitchell. Gotcha. Someone actually has a car phone. Well, it's 93, so I'm not surprised. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire came out around this time. And Miranda, uh, who was played by Sally Field, had a car phone too. And you just feel bad for him, kind of. Because they're just like, she's leaning her head on his shoulders, like, oh my gosh, you're getting down to the wire here, we're losing, <laughs> every time someone hangs up, it's like, rip that page out of the address book, rip that one out, of, and they get down to Mr. Wilson, it's like, you call, <laughs> like, no, you call. How late is it that they're calling? Because it's like, they're turning off lights, and turning on lights, like, they spent, like, five hours, like, from the time they both got home from work at, like, six, Five o'clock at night, all the way to like ten o'clock at night, trying to call somebody. So George gets the paper and sees his picture in the paper. He's like, "What? You wouldn't feel two chicklets in the in the front of your teeth if you're missing teeth. Those things are humongous. They're bunny teeth. They're huge, honk and bunny teeth, Easter bunny teeth." And he's like, "What? And the what? Of course we see." Dennis, hey, Mr. Wilson, I'm sleeping at your joint. Like, what? I didn't uh, agree to this. No, they talked to Martha, of course, because you know Martha just loves Dennis. Oh, lawn and garden, or yard and garden. I'm sorry. Let's see. Um, Former letter carrier to harvest top gardening honors. We have garden. You can prune a pear, But can you prune a prune? Can you pair a prune? Planting this week. Wax beans, squash, pumpkins. Looking ahead to the weather. B-U-T-Full. Growing a peach of a pear. Deadheading your climbing roses. Which the trivia did say a Grateful Dead fan. Okay. That's what that one's about. Why would that article be in Yard and Garden? So we see Dennis. He's got a mason jar. Luckily the top... Lid has air holes so they can breathe and not die. He's got his teddy bear. He's got his... I'm hoping that's not a BB gun. You don't give a five-year-old a BB gun. Um, I'm guessing it's just got to be one of those fake toy guns. But he's got that strapped behind his back. Dennis is so sweet. He's like, I brought you some grasshoppers. And George is like, oh, you shouldn't have. And Martha's like, oh, honey, I'll take them. Thank you. And Alice is like, oh, thank you, Martha, George, for watching Dennis on such short notice. Henry's like, oh, yeah, you saved our lives. And George is just looking at the grasshopper mason jar, like, save two, lose one. Alice hands Martha Dennis's pillow, and he's like, I brought my own pillow so I don't get my spit all over yours. And just the look of revulsion on George's face is like, oh. Like you've never drooled in your sleep on your pillow. Uh Uh-huh. It happens to the best of us, trust me. I am not ashamed to admit that occasionally I have woken up and there has been drool on my pillow. Your mouth hangs open. Saliva falls out. What are you going to do? Wipe it on your arm? You're asleep. So I just, I just love... Alice and Henry's goodbyes with with Dennis. It's so adorable. And I love Alice. You know, the uh, Leah Thompson's got blonde hair, you know, to match Dennis's, it's cute. But I just love how, you know, she and Dennis are just rubbing noses together. It's so cute. And of course, Henry picking up Dennis, like, all right, you be a good boy and you listen to Mr. and Mrs. Wilson, okay? He's like, yep. And it's like, all right. And I just love how. Henry's already down the steps and Alice is still, like, straightening Dennis's shirt and everything. And he's like, honey, we really have to go. We got a plane to catch. And granted, they don't kind of go through all the security and take off their shoes and all their electronics and walk through, uh, you know, a metal detector. Maybe they did in 93, but, I mean, it's not to the extent of what it has become now. So, (laughs) Martha's like, George, take Dennis's suitcase up to the guest room. And George is like, he's got arms. And she just levels him with a stare like, don't start, dear. I like how she can keep him, like, under her thumb. Like, no, we are not going to be, you're not going to be your grouchy old grumpy puss self to this five-year-old. I'm not going to allow it. For a few days, you are going to keep your anger and Dennis hate in check. While he's here. This is so sweet from Dennis. I mean if you think about it. They're almost like. I mean they're probably the age of his grandparents. And he's like. You know Mr. Wilson. You know why I'm not crying? Because if I can't be around my parents. The only person I want to be around is you. And. George just looks at him like. You have no idea how happy that makes me. Like, this kid's poured his his five-year-old heart out to you, and this is how you respond. My god. Oh, he says, I can't tell you how deeply moved I am. He's five. He just poured his heart out to you. Dennis just loves this guy. He loves him. Looks like it's a gross rainy day, and, you know... Being a kid, the worst thing ever is being stuck in the house. Granted, he's not even stuck in his own house. He's stuck in Mr. and Mrs. Wilson's house. And there's, like, nothing to do. He's just sitting in the little window nook there, like, taking the window blind cord and just, like, tapping it against the, uh, window. And, of course, Mr. Wilson gets irritated. Can you stop that, please? And Mr. Wilson, of course, is going through his coin collection with a magnifying glass. So Dennis is just like, wow, there's nothing room to do around the house when it's raining out. Well, they don't have any, they never had kids or grandkids. So you're not going to find a puzzle. You're not going to find board games. You're definitely not going to find a Nintendo system. And Dennis is like, hey, you want to play cards? And George is shooting down everything that comes out of Dennis's mouth. Even is like, hey, you want to put on your old Navy suit and play war? He's like, no. Poor kid. It's a shame they kind of brought over, like, a puzzle or, or a board game or something of Dennis's. just, uh, yeah, you know, just at the kitchen table, do a, a a puzzle with, uh, Mrs. Wilson. Just, uh, you know, one of those 500-piece, <laughs> if I really ain't gonna sit long enough to finish that. Books, have her, re- you know, read books to him or something, anything. Do they have a TV, right? They must have a TV. So, yeah, George is looking at his coin collection. Dennis comes over he's like, Is that Pirate's Gold? And George is like, No. He's like, Is it really valuable? And George is like, Mm-hmm. And Dennis is like, Is that why you keep it in the safe over there? It's like, Yep. And then they start talking about the combination. Like, I bet I could guess what your combination is, or, um... it's like, what's the combination? And George is like, <laughs> you're the last person in the world I would tell that to. And Dennis is like, I bet I could guess. And George is like, yeah, I don't think so. I bet it's your address. And you hear this clap of thunder, and George is like, oh, shit. <laughs> Basically. Like, you want to know how I know? I have a friend who's got a bike with a combination lock, and he uses his address for the combination yeah, pretty smart. Mm, I think that is what that your address, your birthday. They really say do not if you're going to use a combination lock, do not make it your address. Do not make it your birthday. Don't make it part of your social number. Don't all the important numbers that you would use in life on a regular basis. Don't use those numbers. Don't make it something like one two three four or two four six eight. Just. Ugh. Something that they wouldn't, um, something that somebody wouldn't know, like, the day you bought your first car, or the day you lost your first tooth, or the day you, well, I don't even know if the day you graduated high school, if that would be a good thing either. It's gotta be something that somebody isn't gonna figure out. Like, even with, (laughs) I don't know, but yeah so he, he of course you know he's five. he's asking questions he wants to know why the safe looks like books and he's like well because if heaven forbid a robber did come in and try to rob me it would look just like any other books kind of a decoy kind of a thing that uh, would kind of throw them off yeah we learn later it doesn't throw him off at all I like this as he asks George s. How come you ask so many questions? And I love Dennis's answer. It's so, like, normal and genuine of what a kid would ask. say. It's like, well, I've only been around for five years. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. I love how Dennis just asked that so, like, naive. Like, just so innocently. Like, what's the combination to your lock? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're the last person in the world I'd tell that to. Sorry buddy, no dice. So Dennis is keeping up with, you know, these questions like, "Oh, so um do you got it written down someplace?" And George is like, "It's in my head." And Dennis is like, "Well, what does that mean?" And it's like, "It means I know it. I remember it. It's something I use all the time so I don't forget. You know, I use it all the time." And it's like I think they want whatever. <laughs> yeah like, I bet it's your address. (laughs) Uh, Dude. I'm not going to go back into that. I already explained it. I love how (laughs) Dennis is like, you've got everything figured out, don't you, Mr. Wilson? And George is like, I haven't figured out how to get my work done with you in the house. And I love how Dennis just like goes over to him, lays his head down on George's shoulder and says, that's a tough one. <laughs> this kid is so adorable. How could you not like this little guy? It's not like he's doing pranks or he's doing anything malicious. He's innocent. He's naive. He's just cur- He's a curious kid. So, Dennis, of course, like kids back then, when they fill up a tub, they fill it up to the brim. And D- Dennis is like a little tornado here, like going. Singing, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. You know, old Susanna. Just a little Tasmanian devil in the water. And you just see the tub filled to the brim. just spilling water over the top. Um, here's the thing. The bathroom that Dennis is in, it's got windows. One, two, three. I get it. It's nighttime. There are and they're most likely on the second level of the house, but it's like this is just all kinds of. Mm, I don't want windows in my bathroom. I don't want someone to be. <laughs> granted, they'd have to use a ladder there, but still, it's just like eh, I don't like that. I don't like windows in the bathroom. I don't. I definitely don't want them near my bathtub, where I'm gonna be my most vulnerable point. Like getting out in and out of a bath, you're gonna be naked. You can't get any more vulnerable than that. Granted, he's five. He's got no shame. So, Martha is folding Dennis's clothes and asking him if he's all wrinkled up yet. And <laughs> he's like, do you want me to help you get out of the tub? He's like, yep, I'm all wrinkled up. And she, she says, do you want me to help you get out of the tub? And he's like, nope, not unless you want to see what the stork saw. <laughs> How is he not getting dizzy from going around and around and around at the tub? The floor is covered in suds and water. Somebody is breaking their neck when they go in there. She wouldn't even be able to get in there, and get him out of the bath to begin with. But then again, how's he not going to slip and break something when he gets out of the tub? So <laughs> Dennis is brushing his teeth. And, of course, like any child who's probably stayed at someone's house was like, hmm, medicine cabinet. Interesting. Let's see. We, it looks like, um, George has got probably nasal spray or something like that. And Janet just tips it up and he basically just goes right down the sink. Let's see. Wow, look. At- oh, no, he takes it and he, like, takes the top off and just sprays it, and it just goes in the and he's like, cool, old faithful, and he realizes that there's, like, nothing left in it, so he's like, okay, I gotta fill this back up with some type of liquid. Of course, Dennis just empties out that nasal spray right into the sink after he, like, sprays it all over the bathroom mirror. <laughs> I can't believe that Martha isn't going in there to check on him. I mean, the kid's wearing a towel. It'll be fine. It's like, gosh, Dennis, you've been in there a while. Are you okay? He pulls out Plaque Attack, which is, like, just a mouthwash. Like, well, I gotta fill it with something. Look at how he's got a toothpaste mustache, mustache goatee. Oh, my God. Kid, you need to stay out of the cleaning products. Because he, he picks up Mr. Pine Cleaner. And he's now filling that... The plaque attack bottle with it. It's like, oh my god, this is, uh, this is making, this is getting very dangerous. I mean, because plaque attack, that stuff you put in your mouth. It's not like you're swallowing mouthwash, but my gosh. So, now we get to Martha tucking Dennis in. I'm guessing this is his first night. Because he's like, how old is this bed? And she's like, well, it belonged to my mother. And, of course, Dennis is like, what's she sleeping on? It's like, honey, she's been dead for many, many years. Oh, she's been gone for many, many years. And Dennis is like, on business? So he's he's nervous. You know, both his parents are gone on business. I can imagine a kid's, you know, worst nightmare probably. Th- I mean, even though he's five, it's so like, what if something happens to them? What if they are killed in a plane crash or a car accident or something? No, but Martha... Assures Dennis that her mother is in heaven. He's not. There's an awful lot Dennis. Lee, wow there's an awful lot of he- people in heaven, especially old people. This kid is so honest. <laughs> So, Martha decides to recite her favorite poem from when she was a child. And Dennis is like, is it about flowers and lambs? She's like, no. It's a wink and blink and a nod. And it's kind of cute how this is interspersed or intersp- however you want to say it with um, Henry and Alice being in separate hotel rooms on their own separate business trips. And they're, how they're, you know, feeling like... Gosh, I really miss my son, I miss my husband, I miss my family. And they're both feeling homesick, just like Dennis is. You know, wanting his mom and dad. I think this has got to be the first time that Alice has ever really been away from home. Maybe not so much for Henry, but... I like how the camera, like, goes out the window, and we see the moon, and then we pull back, and we see... Henry sitting in a chair in a hotel room, going through his pictures in his wallet. That was a sweet poem. And of course, we go back, see Dennis is fast asleep before she's even finished reciting the poem. We see this ginormous, bigger-than-life moon outside, and we see Switchblade Sam hanging out on the bridge. Smoking a cig. All right, let's get back to Mr. Wilson. He's in his pajamas. He's ready to call it a night. Apparently, Mrs. Wilson had not been in there yet. Because as soon as Mr. Wilson steps onto the floor in his slippers, all that water that Dennis splashed on the floor while he was doing a little tornado in the tub, all over the floor, zoop! And he's practically doing the splits. Or Mr. Wilson. I don't think in a 60 something year old adult needs to be doing that. D- of This is just what the 90s a lot of like, remember it always seemed like in the 90s kids movies it was like the whole punch to the crotch thing, kick to the crotch oh an old man's doing the splits and he grabs himself like ohhh How did he not break anything in his body? Of course, he ended up ripping the inside seam of his new pajamas. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah, Martha, of course, still folding Dennis's clothes. And she's getting all, you know, misty-eyed. Just thinking about how, you know, she and her husband never had kids. So he opens the medicine cabinet, pulls out the plaque attack. Of course, he's got to brush his teeth. I thought they were dentures. Oh wait, no, he's uh switching around some uh, mouthwash. Of course, we all know that that is not mouthwash. That is some Pine Sol type cleaner. He actually gargles with it and then spits it out. Oh my god he's like, oh, Oh, man, he is just yelling and screaming. And you see Martha on the other side of the door like, oh, poor thing. I wish he'd get that hernia fixed. That's not a hernia problem. That is, I just swallowed some pine cleanser and I need to, like, scrub out my mouth with water before it burns and does damage to the inside of his mouth. So, yeah, we see George with his mouth at the tap of the sink in the bathroom just trying to clean out his mouth. So he goes for the nasal spray. Of course, that's where the mouthwash is. And he doesn't realize it as he goes and squirts it up his nose. And he just starts screaming. This is a scene that just... It almost looks like he's sticking his head in the toilet because it's a round bowl. But no, he's sticking his head in a sink full of, of water. And the thing that I can imagine... I mean, mouthwash, it's got that acid in it. Can you imagine like squirting up up your nasal cavity? Oh, my God. This would have to burn. Apparently, Ruff is just hanging out in the backyard of the Mitchell's house. Um, I can only hope everyone who, someone is going over there, feeding the dog, taking it out so it can get some exercise, giving it fresh water twice a day. I mean, it's summertime. It's bound to be hot, right? And, of course, Dennis gets out of bed. He sees Ruff, and it's like, oh, he must be lonely. So he goes and lets Ruff off his his tie out by his doghouse, so of course, Martha wants to talk to George, and he he's like, "Oh, are you awake?" And he's like, Well, I was until you started yacking." Or no, she's like, are you asleep? He's like, well, I was until you started yagging. Like, he's even a jerk to his wife. Dude, you need to appreciate her more. But we'll get to that scene coming up. <laughs> so, of course, he asks, was Dennis in our bathroom tonight? It's like, well, yeah. He had to take a, sh- a bath and brush his teeth. are not breaking his routine just because you don't want him here. And she's like, yeah, why? It's like, well, I think that little rat put, like mouthwash and my nasal spray and toilet cleanser and my mouthwash. And Martha just was like, why would he do something like that? And George is like, must you ask? Like, He's five. I know, I know. I'm giving Dennis too much credit because of his him being so young and curious. Would a typical five-year-old today do stuff like that? Like, oh, wow, let me start playing with this nasal spray and spray it and drain it all out into the sand huh, and spray it all over the bathroom mirror. I don't know. So, Martha's all about reflecting on you know her past as far as, basically, bottom line is she wished she had kids. She would have made a great mother. Because she's like, I recited a poem to Dennis tonight that my mother used to recite to me. It's like, yeah, that's nice, dear. Huh? I just, I love her. Martha, Martha here, how she is just, you know, I remembered every word of this poem. My mother would have been proud i passed something on. Maybe down the road when Dennis becomes a father and is trying to get his firstborn child to sleep, he'll, you know, recite this poem that Martha once recited to him. And, yeah, pass it on. George couldn't be less interested. Like, it's 10 o'clock, Martha. Don't start with the regrets. She's like, I would have made a good mother. And George just turns over and says, yeah, and I would have made a small fireman. (laughs) So she, of course, just gets up out of bed. It's just frustrated. She wants to talk. He wants to sleep. So, of course, he's like, why are you getting up? She's like, I'm gonna go make make some tea. He's like, look, it's I didn't say we should, couldn't have, you know, basically they probably tried to have kids and they just couldn't conceive. Adoption, of course, was not, you know, artificial and whatever was not on the table for them. That was probably not even a thing back in the day for them or an option. So mm-hmm. she pretty much, so she basically tells them, like, hey, it's not about having children or not having children. It's about me feeling good about something and not being able to tell you about it. Well, Martha, I'm sure George loves you, but 10 o'clock, he, 10 o'clock is not the time to be bringing this stuff up. You want to bring it up at the, the breakfast table in the morning, great. But the, that's the thing. I'm not going to start bugging Jeremy at like 11 o'clock at night while we're trying to sleep about my, my thoughts and this and that because I know that he's trying to sleep. And if you wanted someone's full attention... You, you will probably want to get them sometime in the morning or when you they would be fully awake to, you know, have their attention. Granted, either way, he's probably not going to care about her ramblings on about, because uh, he doesn't like Dennis. Nothing that she says about how she's treating Dennis, how much she loves him and cares for him and everything. He doesn't care. He doesn't want him there. So George, of course, feels like he has to make this right. He can't just fall asleep. So Martha's in the kitchen with her tea. George is in the living room. He thinks Martha's sat down in that chair. And George is actually kind of pouring out his heart here, saying, I would have liked a son or a daughter. Talking about, you know, his fatherly feelings just aren't there. And of course, like, that doesn't mean my feelings for you have gone cold. And he's petting the dog's head. Doesn't realize, it's like, you can't tell the difference between a dog's fur and your wife's head. I grant it, it's dark and everything like that. But you just see the dog is just loving being petted on the head. Like, oh, keep talking to me and petting me. It's so nice. Of course, he's like, you have all the love I have. And he's like, hey, remember this. And he starts speaking like some French or something to her. To who he thinks is, <laughs> it's Martha. Because Martha is, like, coming around the side of the living room and just watching, like, what is going on? And he goes to kiss her. And, of course, the dog just opens its wet mouth and just starts licking him on the face. And it's like, what? Get out of here! You see the dog running from the house. she's like what why are you making out with that dog he's like no this isn't what it looks like (laughs) oh yeah turns out George when he leans in to kiss who he thinks is Martha is actually rough and Martha's like George and he stands up looks at her smiles like oh (laughs) and then you just hear you see the porch outside the house and you hear george yelling get out of here and the dog just running so now of course george is in the attic of his house he's trying to get the backyard ready looking for the garden lanterns just to make it look really nice and appealing and dennis of course is keeping him company which of course george hates I love how, cause he's not gonna swear in front of a kid. Even when he was like traipsing through the Mitchell's backyard in the dark and landed in uh Dennis's waiting pool, he'll say GD waiting pool or where are the GD garden lanterns. Dennis is like, what are you looking for now? And George is like, garden lanterns. And then you hear Dennis say, holy smoke, you must be pretty brave to ride on a tiger in your underpants. He's looking through an old black and white... <laughs> This had to have been back in George's, like, teenage years or something. Because it's a magazine, black and white photos, that say Peep Show. And George is like, put that away, that's not for kids. And Dennis just shrugs his shoulders, whatever. I love how he's wearing, clearly, this has got to be George's hat from his early mailman days. Or, like, one of those things where... You earn it after so many. Cause he said he worked for the post office for over forty plus years. Looks like it's from like nineteen sixty six. There's like a button on there, and it says, "Post Service Christmas Assistant" or something to live. There's a number on there, one four eight four seven, which maybe that's like the post office, like location he worked at. First Dennis is curious because he picks up a box of mothballs and he's like, What is this? And then he pushes the flaps at the top in and releases all the mothballs onto the floor. Those mothballs stink. I mean, I worked at uh, you know, Goodwill, and sometimes people will be donating clothes that literally have been sitting in mothballs and they reek. It's like you can't resell these. I love how George is just like Hearing like Something fall to the floor And he's just he took off his glasses And he's like glaring at Dennis And Dennis is like like, Don't mind me all nonchalant I'm not getting into trouble So Dennis of course is looking up To the roof of the attic And he sees A boat up there Which it looks like just a regular rowboat But he notices that there's a string Kind of keeping it You know up against the roof there. And then he starts unwinding it and George is not even like watching what's going on. It's like, where are the GD Garden Lanterns? And of course down comes the end of the boat, which again, it's with the right in the cross shot. And then here come the Garden Lanterns, which clearly have been packed away in the body of that rowboat. Dennis is like, oh, you know what? I think I better go outside and play. The way that George slips on those mothballs, you'd think they were marbles. The top half of George's body gets buried with garden lanterns. Dennis lifts the one that's on George's face and like, you know what? I better go outside and play. It's like, yeah, you might want to do that, buddy. Alright, now we cut to Alice, she's in the airport, it's raining. Apparently her flight has been rained out. I guess that's it must be really bad rain. Cause they were she was technically supposed to come back and get Dennis, but now it's an issue. George is like, what the heck? Why can't she get her ass to the airport? Why can't she it's like and Martha's like, George, you will not talk bad about Alice, okay? It's just pure dumb luck that this happened. And don't worry about Dennis. He's going to enjoy this. It's like it'll be a party for him. And George is like, look, I've honed this plant for the last 20 plus years. I'm not going to have this five-year-old ruining it. My party, my shining moment, if you will. So it looks like Alice is still, yeah, she's in Oklahoma. There's a bad storm. And until the weather clears, it's like she didn't... I don't know what's going to happen. I know you and George have your garden party coming up, but I just, I feel so bad. And of course, it's like, honey, don't worry. It's going to be fine, dear. Don't worry. No, 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 no. Because of course you just see Alice more worried about what, like, what's George going to say? And he's like, over my dead body, that kid is not coming to this party. And he's saying how this is the crowning moment of his retired life. They's even calling Alice a ninny who can't get her keister to the airport. I'm like, excuse me. Sorry, but planes aren't going to fly in bad weather, buddy. She got to the airport on time. That's on the dang flight people in the bad we- That's the bad weather. you want the plane to fly and crash? I'm sure Dennis doesn't want to be without a mother. All right. Gosh, we haven't seen this fort in a while, but they decided to go red, white, and blue with the paint. Like, oh, man, we did a great job, huh? And you just see Joey, Joey like, uh-huh, yeah. Oh my gosh, Joey's hands are covered in white paint. Wait, for a second, I thought it was like a, a white, white glove. They're wearing plastic gloves. They're five. They're not going to know to wear gloves. And of course, Margaret's all like, hey, now we can order furniture, major appliances. It's up. It's a tree house, you're not you're not running electricity through that thing. Sweetie, you're not doing that. That is not a love nest. At least Margaret had the where do all to uh wear a shower cap. But her hand is covered in blue paint. Man, you're you're saying those the, her her mother doesn't care what these kids do. I mean it's the nine early nineties. Kids apparently you know, could go for hours. They could disappear, you know, just go out of the backyard and be gone for hours as long as they're gone uh, home before the sun goes down. It's fine. I mean, I, I was a kid in the 90s. I mean, I get it. Alright, Dennis races to the Wilsons and now we have the garden party with every single senior citizen that is under the age of 90 is there at this party. Because apparently every single citizen, senior citizen in this town Gardens. That's their thing. That's what they like to do. They're not golfing. Maybe they they can't golf due to arthritis and bad backs and all that. Like, no. We're gonna garden. But That would be getting on the ground and having to, like... If you already have... You can't golf because you got a bad back. How are you gonna be getting down on your knees to, like, mess with the dirt and everything and plant? This is... Oh, he's got a little tux! And, of course... George is like giving Dennis some tips like oh well Dennis your mother didn't arrive he's like nope it's like (laughs) he's like this is an important event for me Dennis and of course Dennis is like I know (laughs) he's basically like I don't want any nonsense Dennis any you mind whatever manners you have and don't be a pest he's like I won't he's like don't embarrass me okay he's really gripping Dennis by the back of the neck like dude he's Five! Stop manhandling that child yeah, He didn't just grab Dennis by the back of the neck He like kind of grabbed like The back of his hair and kind of like like, Dude stop you're hurting that kid And Dennis of course Doesn't act like he's faced by it at all But his hair is all messed up Dennis takes one look At all these senior citizen ladies All coming out like oh are you our little host Huh and they start like pinching His cheeks and George kind of dips back in with, don't embarrass me. And just, poor Dennis. His cheeks have got to be so sore. They so go over to Dennis and I love how George's like, the party's out in the back, girls. Ladies, ladies, the party's in the back. So Dennis is sitting... Just outside the garage door. And he sees this button. And of course, like any kid, it's like, Oh, I wonder what this button does. Here, let me push it. This curiosity wins out every single time with him. He goes to push it. This is stupid on George's part. Why would you have a long buffet table of food right up against your garage door? Hmm. Yeah. So, of course, as the garage door is lifting up... It's lifting up the end of the table till the point where all the food just slides down till it's just covering the driveway. Oh my gosh! So 40 years ago he planted the seed that produced that flower that is going to bloom. They had a heck of a buffet of food and now it's just all on their dang driveway. Of course... People are taking pictures. And now Dennis is just going to watch the proceedings in the backyard from the upstairs bedroom. And he is just so bored. Of course, while everyone's in the backyard, except for Dennis, Switchblade Sam has decided that this is going to be his moment to go and rob the Wilson's house. Everyone's pretty much just waiting for this thing to bloom. Like, let's go. People probably want to eventually get to bed. And your senior citizens, I mean, they were in bed at 10 o'clock. So, remember I said this would come back as far as the safe is behind what looks like a row of books? Clearly, Switchblade Sam has encountered something like this in someone else's home because he's taking his Switchblade, kind of jabbing at the books. And of course... The one of the ones he jabs at doesn't really... The books don't jostle. They just kind of stay still. So he's like, okay, this is clearly a decoy. And, of course, he's had uh, practice with opening safes. So, yep. Those gold coins are his. This guy makes a weird growling sounds. And we hear Dennis upstairs. He's hearing what's going on. As everyone... This flower thing finally is starting to open the big reveal Dennis runs downstairs sees that the decoy of books is open the safe is open he is just like oh my gosh this is a really I have it paused where his mouth is like on the floor but his eyes just look really like they're not there it is very creepy if this were a horror movie yikes so Dennis runs outside and screams Mr. Wilson! Somebody robbed your house! Everybody turns around at the split set. Because you, you see George like oh my gosh come on come on come on it's this opening and just this different colors like yellow to red to purple just I don't even know if this is even a real flower. It, it may just be special effects for the movie. So of course they're distracted enough so when George ...turns back around... ...the thing is just... ...it's done. It's splendor. It's beauty. Boom. Gone. It's like only a few... That's why he bought this stupid plant... ...for 40 years to wait... ...for the moment... ...when it would finally bloom. Like, by the light of the full moon. i be more concerned that somebody went into your house... ...while you were in your backyard... And robbed you Everyone's leaving Dennis is like pointing the way Like out this way And George is just He has had enough He is so angry with Dennis And Dennis just stands there on the porch Like he knows what's coming He knows Mr. Wilson Is gonna lash out at him It's like he's just It's almost like Dennis is just standing there Like bracing for what's to come I feel bad for him Because he's just five years old! He was just looking out for Mr. Wilson because he cares so much. But all this guy gives a crap about is a stupid flower! You're
2: a pest. A menace. A selfish, spoiled little boy and I've no use for you. You took something from me that I can never get back. Something that means more to me than you ever will. You understand? I don't want to see you. I don't want to know you. Get out of my way.
1: I'm sorry, Mr. Wilson.
2: Alright, everybody. the Party's over.
0: That is the worst thing you could ever say to a kid. Whether or not he or she is related to you. The fact that it's like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to know you. You're a spoiled kid. You took something from me that I can never get back and just... It's like, basically, I don't want to know you. Get out of my way. It's like, he's a five-year-old boy. I'm sure if Martha had been over there, she would have jumped right in his shit. Like, who do you think you are? Like, you may be my husband, but I don't condone your attitude right now with him. So what? 40 years of your life down the drain. Good for you. It's a damn flower. I'm sorry. He's got to get his freaking priorities. I know it wasn't his intention to watch this kid. At the end of the day, he is still a child. And those words cut deep. That poor kid. He's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Wilson. I'm sorry. And the guy's like, all right, everybody, the party's over. Go home. So, Dennis is out of there. He, of course, figures his parents aren't home. Mr. Wilson doesn't want him there. So, he's just going to go to the only safe place that he can think of, which is that treehouse that he and Joey and Margaret were working on. You just see Dennis, like, going, and he's, you know, crying and wiping his eyes. He's got his radio flyer wagon hooked up and you just see this town is a it's a ghost town there is nobody none of the shops are open it's just a ghost town nobody is walking the streets or anything so of course alice gets home is her husband home i don't know but there are police cars there it's like and she comes in and she's like martha where is dennis just thinking, wait a minute, I don't even think, is the father even here? Does he know that his son is missing? Now you see Dennis riding his bri- bike through the dark woods. Of course he gets freaked out, there's an owl there. It's dark, it's spooky, I don't know anyone. Even an adult wouldn't go into the woods. No adult in the right mind would go into the woods at night. No! I don't care if you got a flashlight. Of course, guess who he runs into? Switchblade Sam, who's probably been using the clubhouse as a hideout from the police. So, of course, we see Alice on the phone looking for Dennis. She's calling Joey's house. I can't see him going to Margaret's house either. I mean, Joey's maybe, but Margaret's? Heck no! No! And I just, I feel bad for Alice. She's, like, trying not to break down and cry. She's trying to keep a brave front, just be positive. You know, just trying to, you know, find out where her five-year-old son is. Yeah, because Martha's like, did you call the waits? And, of course, Alice's like, yes, but that's the last place he'd go. Now, of course, George is feeling very guilty for yelling at this kid. And he's really thinking about what's really important. It's like, you yelled at a child. You probably scarred him emotionally for life. And you gotta deal with the fact that this kid is out in the dark. A five-year-old is out in the dark. Who knows where he is? Could be hurt. Could be injured. Could be... You know, he could be kidnapped by somebody. Oh so yeah, George is kind of replaying some of the stuff that he said, like, you kind of stuff that you heard in the beginning when Dennis is running out of the house. You know, don't you ever come back here again. He's a menace. And he's, ye- one thing that we didn't see is he's yelling at Dennis saying, turn that off. Like, what in the what? So, it almost sounds like what Dennis was watching television and George got angry and yelled at Ugh. Oh my gosh. This is the same guy who said, Well, be careful what you say. I don't want the neighbors to think I'm a child hater or an ogre. It's like, dude. You clearly don't like kids. Then he's also reflecting on, as he, probably some of the last words that he said to Dennis was, don't make a pest of yourself and don't embarrass me. Oh, no, the last words were, I don't want to know you, I don't want to see you. And George just kind of like, head in his hands, like, oh, God. <laughs> and George just kind of leans forward, it's almost, it sounds like, you think, oh, maybe he knows where Dennis is, but he hasn't cared enough about Dennis. I mean, you're not going to know where that kid is. He ends up going to the school looking for Dennis. Dennis is not going to be at the schoolyard, he's not going to be at the playground, he decides to go look for him though. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess got some nasty ass boxers The switchblade Sam. It's like he's got a hole in his pants. He's got some shit stained boxers. So nasty. He's basically got a fire going under the bridge. But <laughs> Dennis is just like, I mean, does he even realize this is that this Switchblade Sam has technically kidnapped this him? It's like, I'm sorry you're not having a fun camping trip. Okay, hold on a second. No, I had to go back. I'm like, no, we're missing stuff here. Hold on. So, yeah, we go to where we're under the bridge. Got a fire going. Dennis was like, wow, these ones are scary at night. I'm sure glad I ran into a grown-up. And Switchblade Sam is more talking to himself than to Dennis. Like, oh, this is going to work out real nice. You can be my hostage. And Dennis like, cool! He doesn't know what a hostage is. He's five! So we see Switchblade Sam with his Switchblade opening a can of beans. Because, of course, a campfire you're going to have beans. Well, I don't know. It's just- Why is it... Is that really true about baked beans that they make you fart? Really? I mean... I, I, I've I had baked beans before. I don't think they gave me gas. Other things give me gas, but I don't think baked beans do. It might give you diarrhea, but I don't know. Maybe it just depends on the person. <laughs> I, love, I love this! Dennis is like, oh, I can only be your hostage till tomorrow, because I have church in the morning. And Switchblade Sam is not even paying. He's like, you ain't going to no church. <laughs> you and me, we're going to catch the midnight train out here. And of course, Dennis was like, wow, oh, well, we better stop at my house first on the way. So I got to tell my mom and dad so they don't worry. I got to feed my fish, get some extra underpants, and some stuff to play with on the train so I don't get bored. (laughs) He's also like, I got to get clean underwear and my camera, and I got to tell my parents to feed my fish. Dennis just sees us all as one big adventure. Oh, some sunblock, of course. You're going to need that on the train. What kind of train does he think that he's going on? The Polar Express? I don't even think the book, The Polar Express, was even published by 93. I could be wrong, though. Vitamins, yes, of course. You got to take those vitamins, those those uh Flintstone vitamins. So, Sam is already over Dennis. Like, put a cork in it, kid. You're giving me a headache. And Dennis is like, I don't have a cork. It's like, shut your mouth then. Of course, Dennis is like, I can't because my nose is stuffy because of my allergies. Well, I'm sure that roaring firearm that you're sitting like a foot in front of is not helping your case there, Dennis. If I shut my mouth, I can't breathe good. And of course, Sam's like, hey, then leave your mouth open, but don't talk. Of course, Dennis with a million questions like, "Where do you put the cork when you put a cork in it?" It's like, "Didn't I just tell you to shut your yap?" Dennis is like, "What's a yap?" It's like, "Your mouth." <laughs> like, I can't shut my mouth because of my allergies. My nose will get stuffy. Then shut up! It's like this kid, this guy, he's had enough of this kid. He hasn't even spent like five minutes with Dennis and already he's like, "What is with the twenty questions, kid?" I love the look that he gives Dennis like. The fuck, kid? It's like he's never he's never met anyone like this kid before. It's like, the hell, man? <laughs> Don't you ever shut up. So, of course, Dennis is like, I have one more question. And the guy's like, what? What does a hostage have to do? And he's like, nothing. And Dennis is like, well, then why do you need one? It's like, in case the cops show up. It's like, wow. Do I get to use a gun? And, of course... Sam's like, <laughs> no, you get to stand in front of me in case the cops use a gun. So he's basically planning on using this kid as a shield. Like, oh, you can't kill me because I got the kid. If you shoot me, you're going to shoot him. Oh my gosh. Dennis is almost like, it's like he doesn't realize, like, he is in mortal danger. That guy's got a knife. Sam is having a hell of a time <laughs> using, using a knife as a can opener to open these damn beans. I love Christopher Lloyd and Mason Gamble just interact. Maybe more so than him with Walter Matthau, but this is just, this is, this is pure gold here. I love it. Of course, Dennis pulls out his slingshot. Like, hey, I've got a slingshot. And the guy's like, swell. Dennis is like, I'm a real good shot. You want to see? Hey, mister, can you turn around and look for a minute? And... Sam has finally gotten the can open on the beans and he's he can't get his fingers in there fast enough and pour it in the pot. So Dennis I well, I don't know what this is supposed to be. A marble that he slings at him and <laughs> knocks Sam right on his back. Oh yeah, the marble thing like hits a tree and then bounces back and hits Sam right in the face. Like Dennis is like, walk! It's like what? <laughs> And Dennis is like, oh, the fire's getting puny. So he takes a stick and he starts, like, poking at it and then he's, like, got something on the stick and he's waving it around and, of course, it goes right in Sam's pants and His his pants are on fire. So he's like, what's that smell? Something's burning. Oh my God, it's my... So he stopped on the roll. Of course, like rubbing his ass against the floor, trying to put the ground, trying to put the fire out. Pretty scary at night. I'm sure glad I ran into a
1: grown-up.
2: It's going to work out real nice. You can be my hostage.
1: Cool. I can only be your hostage till tomorrow. I'll have church in the morning.
2: <laughs> you ain't going to church. You and me catch the midnight train out of here.
1: Really? We better stop at Miles first. I have to tell my mom and dad I was still worried. And I have to get clean underwear and my camera. And I have to tell my parents to feed my fish, some sunblock, and vitamins. Stuff to play with on the train, so I don't get bored. Put a cork
2: in it. You're giving me a headache. I don't have a cork. <clears throat> shut your mouth!
1: I can't. My nose. Is the fix of my allergies. If I shut my mouth, I can't breathe good.
2: And keep your mouth open, but don't
1: talk. Do you put the cork when you put a cork in it.
2: And I ask you to shut your yap. What's a yap? It's your mouth.
1: I can't shut my mouth because my nose is stuffy. Shut Shut up! I have one more question. What? What does a hostage have to do? Nothing. But how come you need one?
2: In case the cops show up. Do I get to use a gun? You get
0: to stand in front of me in case the cops use a gun. Of course, Sam jumps and... This happens a couple times where he lands on this old refrigerator in this this river or creek or whatever this is. To be able to put his ass out. Because whatever Dennis flinged out of that fire that landed by a miracle into Sam's pants... Right around where his asshole is. And just... And, of course, Sam's, like, on the ground. Like, rubbing his ass to the point where he's trying to put out that fire. And he can't. But then again, I mean, the guy does deserve it. Because he's a just garbage human being filth. Now, of course, we cut back to George, who is at the school. Which is most likely the last place in... Place in? The last place that Dennis would be... Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's at the park first and then he goes to the school. You're 0 for 2, George. You really don't know anything about this kid. Now we get to the shit-stained Oh, that's the soot from the under... Okay. Okay. He probably could have shit his pants too while his ass was on fire. Who knows? And this is where Dennis like, I'm sorry you're not having a fun camping trip. So Sam's got handcuffs. He's got a rope. a, A large rope mind you. And he's like, shoots a marble at my head, sets my pants on fire. And Dennis is like, that was an accident. And Sam's like, There ain't gonna be no more accidents. Turn around. And he put his finger in Dennis's face and Dennis is like, okay. <laughs> and Dennis is just watching Sam tie this rope around him. And he looks <laughs> down. He's like, you're doing it wrong. And of course, Sam's like, "Get lost! I've tied up a lot of guys in my life." And Dennis's like, "Okay, but I bet you never tied up a five-year-old. I could just, you could, I could just get out of it, and you just have to keep doing it." A lot of people tried to tie me up. Oh my gosh, that's scary. <laughs> but I always get out. So Sam's like, really looking at Dennis, not like, "What do you do different?" So, of course, you see Dennis so easily is able... Because these ropes are, like, really, really thick. It sets my pants on
2: fire.
1: That was an accident.
2: There ain't gonna be no more accidents. Turn around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this really thick rope... You're doing it wrong.
2: get lost. I tied up lots of guys in my life.
1: That's okay, way. but well. I bet you never type a five-year-old. I'll just get out. I like this rope so tight,
2: you won't be able to move.
1: The rope's too big and my legs are too small to make it tight enough. There's only one way to do it. And I know lots of people have tried to tie me up, but it doesn't work.
0: That's
1: okay. But you try your way. I'll just get out and you'll just have to keep doing it. Mm.
2: You do
0: differently. Oh, yeah, he got out. That was easy. So, this is interesting because Sam's like, I'm gonna make these this rope so tight you won't be able to move. And I love Dennis's logic like, well, the rope is too big and my legs are too small to make it tight enough. I'll just get out and you'll just have to keep doing it over and over and over again. A lot of people have tried to tie me up, but it's never worked. I always get out. And Sam just kind of looks at Dennis, kind of like. <laughs> Like, what is this kid like? all <laughs> the people, he's probably tied up in his time. He's never tied up a five-year-old, especially yeah. So, Dennis, like, okay, first you gotta tie up every both each leg by itself, and then you tie him together. And I love how he's like down on the ground, and of course, Sam is like watching him, like, mm, okay. Oh, so Dennis smiles up at him, and of course Sam just like, mm, yeah, the light grin. kind I wonder, in the back of Dennis's mind, does he know what he's doing? Like, like, he's pretending to be, like, uh, all innocent, but he's really kind of coy. Like, I-, I don't, I think it's just the fact that he's, he's innocent, and he's just, like, this is him being naive. Like, oh, here, let me show you how it's done. How, the proper way to die of a person. Yeah, basically, it's like, hey, you tie up each leg by itself, then you tie them together. Dennis has a little little hoop there as he's yanking it on. He's like, you can't get out of that at all, right? And the guy's like, nope. And he's like, okay, no, you really don't want me to move at all. He grabs the handcuffs. It's like, bend down. He goes, grabs... Sam's arm yanks it down, puts one handcuff around it, and then he puts the other handcuff onto the loop. And it's like, all right, now try to get out of that. It's like, "Uh, uh, you can't get out of that at all, right? See, no matter how much I move, if you tied me up this way, I'd never, ever be able to get out. It's like, okay, great demonstration. Now go get the key. So... The key is over by Sam's bag, of course, with all his stolen goods. Of course, Dennis trips over Sam's, like, cup and plate set. And the key goes into the pot of beans that are cooking. Oh, and Dennis just watches it slowly sink to the bottom. Now we cut back to Dennis's neighborhood. We got all the kids with flashlights looking for Dennis. Even Joey's looking for Dennis in like a sewer grate. Like, does he think he's hanging out with the Ninja Turtles? I don't know. We see Margaret just crying. Oh my gosh, the boy I love, I've oh, lost the only boy I've ever loved. Like, oh girl, chill out. I love- There is no fan fiction of Dennis and and uh, Margaret. Down the road, no, there's nothing like that. Okay, right, now we go back to Dennis and Switchblade Sam. Dennis figures, like, hey, we can't waste food, and it's the only way to get the key. And of course, you just see Sam because now he's incapacitated, his legs are tied up, his hands are, he's immobile basically. And he's like, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I love how he's, like, ducking his, trying to, like, pull his face away, which you can't really move. As Dennis is, like, bringing this wooden spoon filled with beans, like, closer to him. But as he's, like, getting closer to the guy's mouth, you just see beans start to fall from this wooden spoon. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And he finally gets it into his mouth. And it's like, it's like, ah, oh, woohoo! Oh. And Dennis like, oh, too hot! (laughs) So now we come back to it, and there aren't much beans left. And Dennis is really looking for the key. It's like, "Uh uh-oh. And of course, Sam I mean, you just see his belly is just protruding with full of beans. He's like, what? What? He's like. I can't find the key. I think you might have swallowed it. And of course. Sam's like, you little worm. And he just lets out this ginormous fart. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Is that just a thing? Like, a like oh, yeah, beans make you fart. Like, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the person. How many, like, pounds of beans did this man eat? He had, like, a giant, like, Costco-sized can of beans. <laughs> Oh my god, he he ate, like, five pounds worth of beans. This is insane. This is really nasty. You just cut to Sam's, like, bare belly. It's all gross. This guy's just dirty. He's sweaty. It's just... He is, like, on the ground. Like, his face is just covered in beans. His cheeks are just blown out to the... Like almost like a hamster that's got his cheek pouches filled with like food. That's what Sam looks like. His whole his whole mouth is filled with with big beans. Oh, this is where Dennis is like, yeah, I swallowed my whole allowance once and it took a whole day and a night to get it back. So basically I had to shit it out. As we see Sam like erupt this ginormous stinky fart. We could tell it stinks because Dennis is like, Woo! Dennis is gonna get some more firewood. So while he's up there doing that, because they're right near a railroad track, Sam spots his knife so he's able to cut the rope free. Of course, Dennis takes this it looks like one of those like large blocks of wood Like they're right by the railroad tracks. He, he takes it and just drops it off the side of this bridge. Smacked it right onto Sam's head. That guy would be dead in real life. 100%. But no, it turns out in the movie, he's just knocked out cold. So Dennis comes down, sees... He thinks that Sam is just sleeping. Like, oh, poor little lamb. I better cover him up so he doesn't get catch a cold. He goes and grabs the blanket that Sam probably was using... Of course, as he's dragging it on the ground, Dennis, unbeknownst to himself, is dragging it across that fire. And Sam, who's most likely unconscious due to that concussion, is like, oh, this feels nice. He doesn't know that that blanket is on fire. And just Dennis just goes over to uh, he sees some coins spill out of this purse. He's like, what did you get a purse for? And then he starts smelling something. He turns and sees, like, Salmon's 100% like, on fire. Like, that blanket is completely engulfed. I'm sorry, no, he's looking for a blanket. And then doing... So, finding a blanket, he ends up... It's like, um... Like a, a music box, a jewelry box, something like that. That is wrapped up in that blanket... Dennis sends it airborne behind him. It hits Sam in the head, of course, knocking him unconscious unconscious again. And this is where Dennis takes that blanket, drags it on the ground, runs it right over that fire. Yeah. And Dennis is just like, Oh, what's all this other stuff? What's he got a purse for? <laughs> And then he smells and sees that Sam is completely on fire. Sam wakes up. It's like, wow, this is really warm. And then he starts like, oh, and he just starts shrieking. But luckily he stands up and he's able to, he's got the blanket that's on fire. It's just kind of hanging from the back of his pants. So he's running back and forth and he jumps into the water again and again lands on that old refrigerator. Dennis is trying to put out the fire before Sam eventually jumps into that water and lands on that old refrigerator. He's using Sam's bag to try to put the fire out. Now we go back to Dennis's neighborhood. They're still combing the streets, the neighborhood, with the flashlights looking for Dennis. As we see Margaret's window, she's like, I'm the only man I ever loved. Oh, girl, get a life. How did she get that doll back? That's never explained. Of course, Sam, you know, his hands are, he's handcuffed. It's like, I'll get you out of there as he's dragging the rope. You shouldn't jump in a river with handcuffs on, for God's sakes. You get (laughs) drowned. Dennis takes the rope and throws it over. Like I said, he's right by a ra- the railroad tracks and everything like that. And I can't remember, it's one of those, like, mail post things. Like, I guess the trains would go by and get the, the mail that's attached to it or something on a hook. So he's kind of doing that way to be able to, uh... Oh, it's almost, yeah, because the way he tosses it to him, it's almost like a zip line. And Sam ends up pulling himself to shore. Well, it's a shore, really. <laughs> it's just a river with trash in it. Oh, I see what Dennis is doing. He's he's got it—the rope on the end kind of in a loop, and he's putting it down like a drain hole where uh, Sam's like right at the bottom. Like there's just this drain hole there. Sam is like using that old dead refrigerator as a as a raft, apparently, to keep himself afloat. How deep is that water? Okay, well, Mr. Wilson's good for something. He taught Dennis how to tie knots. That's awesome. Of course, Dennis is like when I get you out, I'm going to bed. I'm beat. And he's like, oh, it must be all the fresh air. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's like got to be after eleven o'clock at night. I'm sure the kid's bedtime is like eight thirty. So the loop at the end of the rope is what Sam puts his foot into, and then Dennis brings the other half of the rope to. Sam to just kind of pull himself in Dennis of course is backing up And he stumbles back onto some coins And then upon closer inspection Realizes That they're Mr. Wilson's coins Of course we hear a train in the distance And right behind Dennis is that knife of Sam's And Dennis is upon closer inspection Realizes like this is Mr. Wilson's gold Why do you have it? And Sam's like, because I'm a thief. I stole it. It's like, you're a robber? Yeah, I'm a thief. And of course, Dennis, is like, uh-oh. And he's like, say your prayers, kid. And Dennis is like, I can't, I haven't taken my bath yet. As Sam gets closer with the knife, he's like, have it your own way. It's like, it gets pretty dark for a kid's movie. Like, this guy is going to basically kill this child. Luckily for Dennis. That train grabs that rope and yanks Switchblade Sam up against that concrete wall that's got that drain going up at where that rope was. Yeah, Sam is pretty much stuck to the bottom of the bridge there, being held against it by that rope that the train has got. Train. Finally releases that knot of rope and Sam just goes down, hits that old refrigerator in the water again. And, of course, the knife that he held that was stuck at the the bottom of the bridge there lands right in his ass. This has got to be the quietest morning ever as Mr. Wilson gets up, because it's the next day, and he gets his paper, and it's almost like he's expecting to hear Dennis come down the street with his radio flyer wagon and his his bike. But and he thinks he hears something, but then he goes into you know in into his house, and then he pops right out as he hears that familiar tinkling, you know, that uh, sound of Dennis's bike. Oh, I'm sorry, he actually slept on the porch in one of his, uh, porch chairs. Probably hoping that Dennis would come back. I like Sam <laughs> Firefly, Mitchell! And, of course, Sam is in the radio flyer, flyer wagon, and, of course, due to the weight of that, tips the bike up. And you just see Sam's face, it's just, like, beaten to a pulp. Like, oh my gosh. You'd think this guy would have went, how many rounds would, like, George form, or, or, or some boxer, or something like that. But... And I love how Dennis is like, hey, Mr. Wilson, and he's waving, and Mr. Wilson is waving and smiling. And he's got his arms out as Dennis runs to him. He's got the little pouch with the the gold and everything. He's like, hey, Mr. Wilson, guess what? He's like, what? I got your gold back. And he hugs him. It's so sweet, and I'm crying, tearing up. And, of course, Alice and Henry come out. And she's like, Dennis! And he's like, Mom! Dad! And runs to them and it's so sweet and of course we see the cops and it's the same cop who encountered Sam when Sam went to that uh, playground and stole that purse. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, three cop cars. <laughs> and you just see Sam look at the sky. He's like, oh, like, <laughs> keep that kid away from me. All the kids in the neighborhood all ride over on their bikes and throw their bikes down. And everyone is, like, patting Dennis on the shoulder. Dennis is in the circle. And, of course, you just see Joey next to him saying, this is my buddy. This is my pal. And I just remember that because I've seen this movie a hundred times. <laughs> I love how Dennis waves to his parents who are hanging out with uh, George and Martha, and Alice is just waving. like, oh. And of course, Dennis... Looks over and sees Sam being loaded into a cop car. There's two cops that are having to carry it because, of course, Sam can't walk due to his injuries. Of course, Dennis is like, wait a minute. And you see the cops saying, "Hey, you can tell everybody at the big house you met our Dennis Mitchell." <laughs> Dennis goes over, doesn't even know his name. Hey, Mister," and Sam like covers his face. Dennis is like, you forgot something. Hands. Sam the knife Someone's like, hey Dennis Dennis turns around And it's like, these cops, like Shut the door And the fact that they handcuffed him With his hand They handcuffed him in, in the front As far as his hands in front of him So he could easily hold that knife And try to stab this kid Sam is also Missing a shit ton of teeth Which I'm not surprised Dennis just looks back and sees Sam with this knife like pointed right at him the cop just sees it and just like slams the door on Sam's hand and Sam's like "Ah, my hand and of course the car is parked right next to a sewer grate and the knife just falls down there (laughs) oh look at little Gunther he's like waving to the guy like bye and I love how the kids are just running after the cop car Oh my gosh, the guy that took George's picture for the paper was there taking a picture of the cop cars and pulls away. <laughs> of course, it's later that night. Dennis, I really would have supervision with this kid around um an open flame as he's got a marshmallow on a stick that is just like on fire. And we just see now that George has got a whole new attitude towards Dennis. Alice says, you know, my work has just opened a daycare, so I can actually take Dennis to work with me. George is like, oh, that's a bunch of molark! What the heck's he going to do all day? Oh, don't, no, just drop him off here. It'll be fine. And, of course, Henry and and Alice are like, oh, no, no. I mean, you have to remember all the times that Dennis upsets you. And, of course, you is just like, oh, well, that was... Before. I mean, you gotta let kids be kids. And they're just kind of looking at each other like... Uh. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I don't know. You yelled at my kid and caused him to run away. And we had to call the cops and everything like that. I don't know. But I guess they agree to it. But then, of course, Dennis has got his flaming marshmallow on a stick. And he's waving it back and forth. It lands right... Oh, my gosh. It lands right... On Mr. Wilson's forehead, of course. And the ending scene is the credits come up. Dennis is at the daycare. So I guess Mr. Wilson is back to, like, not liking Dennis anymore. Like, send him to the daycare. So guess what? I'm not gonna have to do any more traveling. Oh,
1: that's nice. They want me to stay with the project here. And they agreed to start a daycare center so I can take Dennis to work with me now.
2: That's ridiculous! What the heck's he going to do all day? Watch TV? Don't be foolish. <laughs> I mean, we're right next door. We can watch him. Of course. We'd love to. No. No. Oh. no, no, no. No, I don't think Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, you have to remember back to all the times Dennis upset you. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a new ball game. I've learned a few. Have you? Kids are kids.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, you yeah. have to
2: play by their rules, wife. You can't do that. You're headed for trouble. You have to roll with the punches. You have to
0: expect the unexpected. Yeah. Whoa! Man, that thing's air Oh my gosh. He's all like, you gotta let kids be kids. Expect the unexpected. Roll with the punches. Play by their own rules, otherwise you're in for trouble. And it's just, Henry and Alice can't not believe that George has done a complete, like, 360 in regards to his attitude towards Dennis is just like, what? (laughs) Of course, it's like, I mean, that marshmallow that Dennis flings off that stick, I mean, it is airborne. And it hits George right in the forehead. And Martha's like, oh! And you just... The movie ends on just George's face. Like, oh boy, here we go again. I love how we get this added scene during the credits with this bitch coworker that Alice works with. Like, she deserves what she gets here. Of course, she comes in to make a copy. I can't even remember this lady's name. She sees Dennis just sitting in a chair, kind of like pumping his legs back and forth. And she's like, uh, aren't you supposed to be in the daycare with the other children? And dad's like, well, that's where I was. But the lady who runs the daycare said, if she had to look at me for five more minutes, she'd jump out the window. And she's a pretty nice lady, so I wouldn't want her to do that. It's <laughs> this kid is so adorable and innocent and naive and, yeah... I love yeah Dennis like well that's where I was but the lady that watches all the kids said if she had to watch me for five more seconds she'd jump out the window oh I love Alice's look as she goes in there sees Dennis and it's just she ducks back out it's like oh yeah <laughs> this bitch deserves uh to be uh antagonized by my kid <laughs> have fun bitch <laughs> of course Dennis wants to push the button on the copier. Of course this bitch has got to be sonny. No, because you don't know which button to push. And of course... I think there's something that says not to wear like long jewelry when you're making... Because it can get sucked in the machine. And of course he's like it's this one and he slams his hand down and of course it sucks her necklace right into it and basically the thing starts making copies of her face <laughs> and dennis is like freaking out she's like i'm gonna get you a little brat and he just runs out of the room and down and you just see everyone like poking their head out of their doors and around cubicle walls and he's like what in the what <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be in the daycare area with the other children?
1: That's where I was, but I had to leave. Because lady that watches all the kids said, if she had to look at me for five more seconds, she'd jump out the window. <laughs> She's a pretty nice lady, so I wouldn't want her to do that. Can I push the button? No, because you don't know which button to push.
0: Bitch! <laughs> he sees the print. Yep. It's right there, lady. Oh my god. He's just didn't you know, that button. It's this one, Oh my god, it's
2: sucks. i <laughs>
0: Loved that. That was just so good. No, it's not her jewelry, her, her necklace. It's, she's wearing, like, this white blouse that has, like, a long hanging strap that goes down, and that's what gets sucked in the machine as soon as he presses that button. It's like, zoop! It's like, and of course, nobody comes to this lady's rescue because she's probably a bitch to everybody. Like, bitch, you get what you deserve. Dennis runs out of that room as fast as he can. <laughs> He's like, I'll go back to take Bye. Oh, and you just see the pictures of her face just popping out. She's trying to like get her. Oh my gosh. It's so, (laughs) it was so funny. And that's, that's the movie guys. Oh my gosh. I had such a fun time. Okay. Who's riding her motorcycle at midnight? Not me. I don't remember something. Anyway, <laughs> I just, gosh, I love this movie so so much. I know there was like a to video sequel, which was I've never seen it. I want to see like how many sequels they might have had at Dennis the Menace. Menace. Oh, for heaven's sake, people. Uh, we got Dennis the Menace the TV show 50, 90, 63. We got Dennis the Menace ninety eight. Dennis and Menace Strikes Again has got Don Rickles. Uh, after a failed attempt to find the perfect birthday present for Mr. Wilson, the mischievous little terror Dennis tries to save him from a pair of swindlers and their bogus youth remedies. Well, he managed to keep their friends' friendship... The dog! Even the dog is different. And, oh, it's also by Warner Brothers who did this movie. But it's got a different dog Betty White of course playing Martha Wilson Dennis Mitchell is played by Justin Cooper Who you all would know from Um Liar Liar He played Jim Carrey's son Let's see Oh writer's Um, There is nobody on here that was from the original Oh my gosh See Don Rickles, Brian Doyle Murray, Top? What the heck is it? oh Alice Mitchell's played by? Oh my gosh, it's um. So the woman who played Susan in uh, Seinfeld, she was almost married George Costanza. Um, she played Alice Mitchell. Okay. Some is this the same kid who played? No. So they brought the character of Gunther back, played by a different character. I'm guessing that's got to be the kid. Who's that girl? Is she supposed to be Margaret? And that kid's supposed to be Joey? Henry... Oh, Dwyer Brown. Who in the world? Field of Dreams. Good for him. Uh, let's see. What? Hold on. Let me go back here. Let's see. Um... See, we got Jacqueline Steiger. Sager, she was in Matilda, she was in something called Ruby at 12, and that's about it. Uh, a bunch of other things. Danny Turner played Joey. What has this kid been in that I would have recognized? Not a freaking thing. All right, Alexa Penna. Oh. Okay. I don't know who Gina is but it's the girl from the Spy Kids movie anyone else I would actually recognize nope I'm gonna see what uh, 4 out of 4 guys for Dennis the Menace Strikes Again wow this is bad 3 out of 10 ugh let's see here let's see Oh, I didn't know B. Arthur was considered for the part of Mrs. Wilson and Dennis the Met. That would have been interesting. So unlike the first movie, Dennis's clothes looked more accurate to the comic strip and 80s cartoon. So apparently, must be set around Christmas time at one point, because there's a Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow song. Play That Funky Music, White Boy, is also in here. You Make Me Feel So Young is another song in this. There was no. I just read. There was no music. There was a score of the movie. What in the world is this? Dennis the Menace eighty seven. What in the hell? Dinosaur Hunter Dennis is back in his latest adventures. Is Dino Mite? That sounds lame as hell. Gross. It's got a four point (laughs) five. What in the heck? Victor Demata played Dennis. Don't know. Oh, okay. He played Tim. Okay, I got it. Yeah, Meh. No, thank you. Let's see. Oh, I see him. Okay, yeah. Ugh, good. For, no, that's that's wonderful. Dennis Mendez, ninety six to ninety. What in the hell is this? What is this, Dennis? And his faithful pet companion What? This is Dennis the Menace. What is this bold cartoon? Dennis the Menace. I remember the cartoon from eighty six to eighty eight. Brennan Thick, is he related to Alan Thick? It's the last name's spelled the same. I'm sorry, guys, I'm just rambling. Let's see. Oh, it looks like that could be his okay. Older brother of singer Robin Thick. Okay. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Well, kind of. <laughs> I'm putting it mildly. Any other type of Dennis and Menace stuff? Um let's see, Dennis and Asher. Dennis and Menace and Cruise Control. What the hell is this? this? <laughs> While on the cruise ship, Dennis, Joey, Margaret, and Ruff, find a princess who's being hypnotized. <laughs> Meanwhile, two crooks are after the ring the princess wears. This has got to be so. This is from two thousand two. Did they like r- bring the show back at one point? Oh, all new Dennis the Menace. This is ninety three. Uh, Thirteen episodes. Cool. Let's see. Any? Uh, oh, Dennis the Menace. S N E S. Okay. So yeah, the uh, I wow. <laughs> I just like the 93 movie, and I enjoyed on Saturday afternoons, mornings, watching Dennis and Menace. There's also Heathcliff. Watch that. Flintstone Kids. All, you know, I mean, if you grew up in the early uh late 80s, early 90s, those were the, the back when Saturday morning cartoons were the shit. They were so good. And now, I mean, I don't know, what do kids even watch nowadays for Saturday morning? Do kids even do that anymore? Like, let's get a... I don't know. I don't know, but... So that was the review. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a blast covering this movie. I really did. So the next one on the docket, of course, is going to be... I want to do the Chipmunk Adventure. I like, um... My uh, podcast listener, Nicole, requested I do the the Lindsay Lohan version of The Parent Trap that's on the Disney uh, Plus thing, so I can do that. And I'd like to see if I can get to, because I just binged the new Babysitter's Club TV show on Netflix, I really would love to cover the movie. Because I don't think, if I did watch it all, it's been so long ago, but I thought, it's a summer movie, why not? Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.